What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 39 of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champin. With me is Meticulous Michael. How you doing, dude? Ooh, I like that. Cool, yeah, man. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's been a great weekend. Long it, it, has this weekend felt long to you? It's felt uh, very long. For some reason, I don't know why either. I it's have just no like no idea, not a clue. It just it, feels so long right now. Yeah, it seems like it's been lasting forever. Which I mean, that's not a bad thing for the weekend. Don't don't get me wrong. No. I mean, unless you're having a bad weekend. Sure, sure. You're not having a bad weekend though, right? No. All right. See, great. Perfect. You know what I mean? How could you be having a bad weekend? We got so much video game news, but before we get to that, just how's your week been? It's been good. Good week? Yeah, it's been good. Do anything eventful? I went to uh, my camp. Yeah? Um, That was real fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd you do at your camp? Um, God, I went swimming. Nice. Um, You watched the Capone movie this week. I did. I watched a a few movies actually mm. i finished mm-hmm. birds of prey which was oh real yeah good. yeah i actually really liked that movie i thought it was real good that was the last movie i saw in theaters before the world went to hell yeah you mentioned that to me but um i liked it i thought it was pretty good i do enjoy um margaret robbie i know she's hot but i mean like i enjoy her playing um harley quinn and What was yeah. the other one? So it was so Capone. Capone. Um, very very strange movie. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because the movie is about the his final year. Mm-hmm. Um, before he dies. Right. And it is a fantastic movie. I think it was very good. Uh, very strange, but it was good. Um, I definitely want to watch that with you. Yeah, um, I've heard good things. I actually, yeah, I actually, I, you know, I say that I never heard of the movie until you told me about it. Really? But, um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a sucker I, for like you know mafioso stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I really like the actor that plays him too. Um, his name is, Who is um, it? it's Tom Hardy. It's the guy who plays Venom. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I enjoy him, uh, in mo- in his movies because he does a very good job. With mm-hmm. with all of them because he did. Uh, he's in that warrior movie that I I want to get on. That I want to get. Um, but th- so I watched that one. That one was real good. I really want to watch that one with you. It's long, but it's good. Right. Um, and then the other one I watched was Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. And that was a great great movie. Hmm. Fantastic movie. Um, I know you're not really into cars, but no, that is. No. That is a great movie. Um, it's not even really so much about cars. It's just about... The, it's basically a story from uh, how Ford went to go buy Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And Ferrari kind of told him to fuck off. And then And then Fiat bought Ferrari. And then after, after all that, um, Ford was like... All right, you don't want us to. Uh, you don't want to sell your business to us. Then guess what? We are going to beat you in a race. Get fucked. And that's pretty much what it was. They made the Ford uh, GT40. Okay. Um, I know exactly what that is. It's yeah, a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Got that part down. Yeah, good job, good job. Thanks, Glad man. paying attention. Thanks. Um, so they built it. They raced it. Um, they raced it at Daytona, and it won um, first, second, third at Daytona. Sure. And then came the big race, the 24-hour at Le Mans, which is a huge race, huge, huge race every year. Um, and they raced that, and Ford won that first, second, third. It's real good. Real good. Well, there you go, Michael. Yeah, it's real good. We should watch it. We know you like race. Well, that's not going to happen. But you know what is going to happen? You know what is going to happen? What is going to happen? We're going to talk a lot, and I mean a lot. About video games this week because today is Sunday. We finish. We're recording at 7:30 p.m. at night. And you're gonna say, "Wow, Vinny, that's kind of late. Why did you do that?" Because the Ubisoft Forward event was today, so we're bringing you the hottest takes on Ubisoft Forward. Xbox Game Showcase has officially been announced with the date. We're gonna talk all about Xbox. I got a lot of shit to talk about. PS5's cover art has now been officially revealed. Rockstar working on a new VR game. Is is that a thing that anyone was expecting? Because I sure as shit. Was not. Then we're going to be talking about a bunch more Xbox stuff. Halo 3 is back in the news. You know, normally people wouldn't put it in the news. You know what I mean? But someone like me, 2007 was a very special year for Halo, you know? So it's coming back in 2020. It's going to be the second time it's special again, and I can't wait for it. Uh, We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about much more. We're going to talk about the games that we've been playing. We're going to take questions from our lovely, lovely people. New game DLC announcements, cheap free games out this week or month, and then big games and updates coming out. Michael, are you ready to party? I'm ready to party. Are you ready to party? I've been ready. Um, You know, I think we've hit that SpongeBob reference at least three times on this podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been more than three times. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll have to find another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But here you go. Ubisoft Forward was today, Michael. Sure and we're going we're gonna to break it down piece by piece, all right? But before we do so, what, what were your overall reactions to this event as a whole? I thought it was decent. I thought <clears throat> it was a good, straightforward, here are some games that Ubisoft's putting out. Some yeah. gameplay, some just trailers, um, with some, you know, breakdown on some of the games. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was very simple, straight to the point. Um, got me excited for the games coming out. Um, yeah, I, that's how I feel about that. How about you? Yeah, I very much enjoyed it too. Like I, I was listening to a bunch of people after the show, and a lot of people thought it was just like okay to mediocre to some thinking it was bad and like i understood their criticism but if you're looking at this as a whole right mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into the you know different games and the shit that were announced and how many it was about a 45 minute event which is on youtube now so if you go to vipgamingpodcast.com click on the youtube link right there it'll bring you right to it but uh yeah, I thought it was really good for a 45-minute presentation. I thought it was pretty well-paced. They're like, you know, there was the big three of the event, right, which we'll get into. The big three had, you know, about eight minutes apiece, and then they had some of the interlude stuff with a bunch of different other little games, right? And I thought that it was really well-paced. I thought it was really well-produced. Like, I know Xbox keeps getting the, you know, the shit kicked out of them for this, but obviously their May event, right, May event, right? God, that feels like it was so long ago. Uh, but the event they did in May where there's, like, 
on these shitty cameras, on these shitty webcams, you know? <clears throat> it was just like, I feel like after that happened, everybody learned that, hey, we can't do that. <laughs> you know? We can't do that because we're going to get a really shitty reception if we do. So... I think Ubisoft took advantage of that. They saw that and they were like, "Hey, let's uh, let's make let's kick this up a notch. Let's have some good production levels on this." And I thought it was really well paced, you know, like I said. And yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. But let's get into it. Watch Dogs Legion kicked it off, Michael. We got this little—I I don't know what you would call it. What was that? Like a five-minute anime cartoon thing? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was weird. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I'll be honest. You know, uh, it was just like, we're here for games and you kind of, exp you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Cyberpunk did the same thing too. And I thought it was cool, but like put that out on like a social media and just be like, Hey, we did this. And then people will go watch it. You know? Right. I agree with you. Um, I thought I, I did think it was, uh, entertaining though. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed seeing all the new stuff that they're coming out with for, Watchdogs mm -hmm. and you know watching the trailer for this I thought it was amazing um, thinking about how you can all the different gameplays by the way with the different people you can you can be um, by recruiting them and all that I thought that was sick yeah so like as I was going to say Ubisoft has now announced that Watchdogs Legion will now be officially released on October 29th which is I feel like a lot sooner than anyone really expected. Uh, October yeah. 29th, 2020. Alongside the date, Ubisoft showed uh, more of Legion's ambitious gameplay, which allows players to essentially recruit any NPC and make them a playable character, while also showcasing the game's central villains. So, yeah, this game actually really... It's really interesting to me, because I didn't expect to be... I never got into Watch Dogs 1 or 2. I never was super, you know, interested in either of them. But after seeing the gameplay, and I thought this way last E3 too, I was like, wow, that looks really cool. They keep selling it on me more and more. And I, it's probably just that I'm a fan of the the good old Ubisoft formula, where I'm just like, all right, big open worlds, do whatever the hell you want, and have fun in it for like 60 hours or 20 hours, whatever you want to do. I'm right. definitely a fan of that kind of game, so they kind of sell me on, you know, I've always been a big fan of the Assassin's Creed games and the Trials games, and, you know, they've done a bunch of games that I'm a big fan of. But uh, Watch Dogs 2, I think it's, even if it doesn't succeed necessarily, and obviously, what does the word succeed mean? That can vary to, you know, whoever the fuck. Obviously, right. making the most money is what they care about the most. But I feel like the idea of just being able to play as any NPC in the game is just so ambitious. And I kind so of... Cool commend them for it you know right they they ranged it from everybody from like business workers to construction workers to some old lady yeah i thought that was awesome i was like that's it and each character has their own uh, abilities and play style uh their own little special items like their like special abilities and stuff oh dude it's so sick it was really cool like i like how each different character has their own kind of like, unique, you know, um, items and shit that they can use. So, yeah. like, for example, they showed off one scenario, and they showed multiple ways you could do the same scenario, right? So you which start off sick. as... Oh, dude, I love they start off as you can play as this construction worker, which you recruited, and, you know, you, you teleport over to him. Not teleport to him, but, you know, you're 
you start playing as his character, and he's already doing stuff, and he gets a call. He's like, all right, cool, I'm going to go do this. He's got a wrench in hand, like he was just working on something, and then because of this, like, Brexit in London, they have, like, the futuristic kind of, um, what do they call it? Like, I don't know, there was, like, that kind of human size like drone thing that he was able to hop on and call over to him because oh, it was yeah. like a it was like a construction vehicle thing and he yeah. was able to jump on it and then maneuver his way into the you know the place that he needed to break into the area yeah and that was really cool and then they rewound it and they were like hey guess what this isn't the only way you want to do it if you don't want to go guns blazing like that you can play as you know this lady over here I don't remember she was some like hacker. Yeah. It was specifically hacking, right? And she had, like, this spider drone thing that would go over to them and fuck them up and electrocute them and, like, grab their face. It was pretty it's pretty messed up. But, yeah. you know, you could do that. You okay. could hack different... Uh, you could hack a bunch of different things. You could hack vehicles. That, so, like, they would go back and forth. And, like, I know that was a thing in past Watch Dogs games, but I really like how each character... I guess we won't know until we get our hands on this game because, obviously, there's a lot of characters and trying to make each and every single one different is going to be really hard. Yeah. But from what they're obviously specifically showing, it's cool to see them making each character unique in a way. Uh, exactly. I thought that was pretty sick. I, lo- I like the idea that you could actually recruit uh, bad guys as well yeah, so that you that can really easily cool. sneak into um, restricted areas so that you can get in get the information that you need to get and then get out um, while just being someone who works there, you know? Yeah, I'm a very cool. big fan of the kind of thing where you can... Like, yeah, I didn't really expect that, and I said that when I was doing the recording where they were like, hey, you can hack or have someone of, like, the bad guy team. I forgot what it's called. But, the, you know, the bad guy team that you go yeah. and infiltrate, you can, you know, ha- make them join your team, right? And then... Mm-hmm. It's really neat to see how you can kind of go in there completely stealthily. Like, you know, you go in. It's not even stealthy. Like, you know, you're hacking into shit like the other girl. It was you literally go into the facility and you're just kind of like playing the role, right? Where kind of like if you remember in um, Endgame, spoilers for Endgame, I guess. It's been out a while. You should see it by now if you care. Uh, Maybe that's a bad excuse. Maybe you didn't have the time. But, you know, it happens. But spoilers for Endgame if you don't want to hear it, you know. But... When Captain America goes into the elevator, right, with all of the uh, Hydra people, yep. and he's just like, "Hail Hydra!" You know, it's kind of like that thing where and you, they're like, huh? where you play along, right? I love you the keep faces. Playing along. Yeah, I love the faces they have when he's like, "Hail Hydra!" and like just walks away. Yeah, like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and but then, I think uh, it's cool because that's how yeah. it kind of works here too, right? Where it's like you go in, you keep pretending like you're a part of this company, but you got to be careful because if you do anything that's like you know off-centered for that company they're gonna they're gonna fucking kill you right right and they said that they're like if if they if you step out of line they'll put a bullet in your head and i was like oh uh, okay the only thing i can think of that might be an issue is like that might be immersion breaking with this is that like i wonder how they handle doing the voice acting right because if there's so many different people Mm, yeah how do you do like, obviously, they've probably got, like, a set of, like... I like, how many people did you get into the recording studio to say essentially the same thing? Right. And I mean... It, like, if you can hack into all these different people, you would think they would have to have a large selection. I mean, you don't really need to have... You can use just the team that's working on the game, you know? You don't have to go and find people if you have people who can just read a line, you know? 
sure. But, I mean, you know, if Robert Downey Jr. versus you is reading a line, it's not going to be the same. I mean, I guess, but if they have... Like, I don't think they're going to have famous people in there. That... No, no, I don't mean that. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying I'm, that professional voice like, actors yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, know a bit more than we do about voice acting. Like, I all wouldn't right. be like, all right, Vinny, go into, a, go into a, you know, a video game. Here you go. You're going to be the main protagonist. I'd be like, what? I mean, I'll try, but definitely don't expect anything great. But yeah, I'm afraid. The only thing I'm afraid of is that, yes, like doing. The voice acting, okay. The, like, n- that and obviously like duplicate characters, which is how I think they might work around it, right? Where like you hack one person, but then there'll be another person that looks exactly like that person and sounds exactly like that person, and you know that's the only thing I'm afraid of. Yeah, that might that might be a thing. Because um, I feel like most games, I'm not gonna say most. Well, I don't, a lot of games nowadays don't do that as much anymore. No. But you definitely know those games where, like, you would open the game. And, like, yeah, and right now we're streaming on Twitch.tv slash Defensor, which we're probably going to be doing for here going forth. Uh, but Joe Coleslaw in chat just said Skyrim Disorder. Like, yeah, Skyrim definitely had that, where you go into it and you're just like, here's a bunch of different, you know, people, that, and a lot of them are the exact same people and with the same voices. So it's like, I wonder how they're going to tackle that issue. We won't see until this game comes out, but it yeah, still is kind of crazy to me. It comes out this year. Yeah, I know. That is kind of nuts. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue for me anyway, but I can see where it could be an issue for other people. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. October 29th seems really close considering what we'll talk about later. I want to, I want to get into that discussion once we get there, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Next up, they just showed a bunch of mobile games. Um, nothing yeah, great. Nothing crazy. They talked about Brawlhalla, which is like the, you know, not Nintendo uh, Smash game. It's coming it looks, to iOS and Android on August 6th. It looks like they got 6th. some rights to some Cartoon Network characters, which is yeah. really cool. They also got a WWE license, too, because I'm pretty sure Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston... Like, I know the New Day's in there, and I think a cut Cena's in there. and So that's cool. If you're into that and you're not a big uh, Smash fan, you can... Go to Brawlhalla. I also think Brawlhalla is free. I could be, could be wrong, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, so there's that. August sixth comes out with full crossplay, which I very much appreciate. That then there was Might and Magic: Era of Chaos. I'll be honest, don't remember it really. Uh, What I do remember is Tom Clancy's Elite Squad because this is where every single Ubisoft conference, everyone's just begging for a Splinter Cell game, and they're like. We're not going to give you Splinter Cell, but here's Sam Fisher in a shitty mobile game. Yeah. Eh? Is that good enough? And everyone's like, no, it's it's not. It's worse. This is, like, I would rather you not show me Sam Fisher at all. So, it sucks, but hopefully we will uh, see more about Splinter Cell in the future. Because, I guess I'll just say it now, Ubisoft Forward, during this event, they were like, hey, we're, we know we didn't talk about a whole lot, we talked about a fair amount. And we did deep dives into a couple games, but we are doing another Ubisoft Forward come this year, so definitely stay tuned for that. And I'm very excited for that, actually, because I wasn't expecting them to do that, but I'm happy they did because I think a lot of the complaints that people are giving it is that it didn't have many, like, super surprises. We kind of knew what we were getting, and that was it. But I feel like past all this stuff that we heard about today, like, we don't really know. We know about Gods and Monsters which is their, like, Zelda game, kind of. Uh, right. 
Breath of the Wild. It kind of looked like it. We don't know what the gameplay is like, but it, the art style looked like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, then we know about, you know, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which I wonder if they're going to rename that game because that didn't age well. Uh, very quickly. Uh, yeah, that didn't age well at all. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and then there was a few others uh, beyond Good and Evil 2. So they've definitely got more games to talk about, so it's cool to see yeah. that they're going to be doing another one. I like that they, they did this one, kind of got more of those games out that uh, we've already heard about, maybe... Um, just needed to get some gameplay out. I like mm-hmm. that. I like right. That. Next up, we got Hyperscape. Announced Hyperscape, Ubisoft's new Battle Royale, now available in open beta starting today. So right now you can go download the open beta on PC. I believe it's only PC only, so keep that in mind. Alongside that, Ubisoft confirmed a new weapon, new hack, and new 30-tier battle pass has been added to the game. Michael, what did you think of Hyperscape? Um, I actually thought it was quite interesting. Um, it looked... It honestly looked pretty fun, and I'm not a big fan of Battle Royales, but it it looked like it had like a story to it, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to see what that's about. Yeah. Uh, and I might check it out, might see how it is. Um, but like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Battle Royales. But the fact that one's even pulling you into it, though, even a little bit, is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked real good. Um I like the guns, like the gun style, I like the, you know, there was different people, it looked like they had all different abilities, kind of like, um, what's that other one that's not doing too well, or maybe uh, not, uh, Apex, Apex, thank you, Apex I know that one, I, I know, yeah, I know that one's doing fine, but, yeah. um, it looked like their characters had abilities, kind of similar, but, um, it looked good. Uh, they didn't show a whole lot of, like, the area, the fighting area. Right. They were kind of in just one spot. So I'd like to see, wh- uh, you know, what else is out there, what what else they got going on in their map, um, mm-hmm. and to kind of see what it's about, because it looked very interesting. Um, yeah, I always thought it was really weird that Battle Royales never took advantage of the, like, trying to build a story into it. And, like, I know some I games Apex do it, like... Is, <clears throat> I think Apex is kind of doing it, but with characters... Yeah. Like, giving a, characters, like, backstories, but I think right. it's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Uh, yeah, I guess that actually makes sense. I do appreciate how Apex does their character thing, because I do think... I like Warzone a lot, because it's pretty casual and you know yeah, it's not like you know you're what super you're go- you know what you're going in for it's not PUBG where you're like worrying about bullet drop and you're like alright cool I get to see you know I'm not a huge fan of that and I also think battle royales I like more in first person because I'm not oh, same. as same. I hate dying from nowhere and it bothers the shit out of me because in third person games I feel like I'll just get sniped and I won't know where from and yeah. it's just like it, it's super frustrating but in first person games like- it seems like you get in closer combat with each other because you've only got a certain FOV yeah, on people. Right, so. right. And I think that being in that third person, I just don't like it. I think that's why I don't really care for Battle Royals. Mm-hmm. Warzone, I don't really care for. I think it's that big open area that I'm not a big fan of. Just like so much like roaming around looking for stuff, getting still shot from nowhere. <laughs> um I think that just bothers me more. Yeah. And it's like, I think I, I think I just, it's probably that I don't even like it. I think that I don't like the fact that it, I, it just comes out of nowhere and I get irritated and I'm like, well, fucking mm-hmm. game sucks. 
What is cool, though, is about Hyperscape, right, is they do have all these do cool different abilities. So, like, I'm, I believe they call them hacks. I'm pretty right? sure. yeah. And the hacks is a thing where you get these different abilities. So, like, one is essentially what Tracer does in Overwatch, where you kind of blink forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Another one seems to be, like, you go invisible for a little bit. And I think that's really cool. But what I think is actually cooler, and I think what this game is going to do most interesting, and I think will actually be super well capitalized on is that I feel like battle royales have been really popular because of streaming yes. and, and um, I already forgot the name. I almost said Warzone. Hyperscape is doing this really neat thing where they're doing this. They're having a Twitch integration where people watching will be able to affect what's happening in your game. So like, for example, what will happen is, It'll give the at some point in your game, it'll give your viewers the option to pick one of three options, and one of them that they showed in the trailer was like, "Hey, it'll turn all the gravity to be very low," and then the gravity in the game for about two minutes or so will be real low gravity, and you got to fuck around with that. And you know, I think it's really cool to see that they're going to be doing all these different kind of modifiers that Twitch chat will be able to do in game, and I think that's just going to encourage more people to want to you know, watch this battle royale, which is, I think, how BRs really got successful. Yeah, I think that is a great idea. I think that's awesome to have, you know, give viewers um, a chance to interact with their, you know, their favorite YouTuber or their favorite Twitch streamer. Um, Kind of give them that chance to interact with them. I think that's an awesome idea. Uh, Also gives the game more publicity. Right. Gets that game out there, you know. So I think it's cool. It is cool really idea. cool. I'm very excited for this because I actually might try this out. I, like I like I might you, too, actually, I'm not a huge fan of battle royales either. Yeah. But I do like dipping my toe in them from time to time because yeah. they seem like they're a good time to just fuck around with with friends and they, they do. can be fun. It's just I don't get into them, so I don't. Yeah, so, that's fair. But I do like to try. But I usually just it's not for me, Doug. Not Most for me, Doug. Not for but me, Doug. Not for I'm me, Doug. I want to have to try it out though. Yeah. Anyways, that is Hyperscape. Very excited for that. Next up, we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, baby. And boy, am I really excited for this one. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla, announced earlier this year, has an official release date now of November 17th on Xbox One, PS4, and PC, and Stadia, but no official release date for Series X or PS5. They showcased a deep dive into the gameplay of the game, including their new raid system, new combat system, numerous new enemy types, and so much more. Michael, what did you think of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Oh, God. Oh, I want it now. Yeah. I want it now. Like, I want it so bad. I could not wait for this game to come out. Um, I was so excited for this game when we just got the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that we got some gameplay, and I actually got to see what this game's like... Oh my god, I'm so excited for this game. Um, different. They added more play styles. Um, like they seem can, to have done a run really cool two, shit. Yeah, right. You can run around with two shields, uh, change up your fighting style. Um, I think they were talking about how they adapt, they did something with the boats. I forgot what they t- did. But I think they did something with the boats. Well, the boats seem to be a little bit smaller, but yeah, they did a lot of different things. So there's... I'm going to try to break through it through how the YouTube video, oh. how the trailer went through it. Yeah. I um, think the, the really cool thing that caught my eye is that they kind of went back to their roots and did, like, the little sneaking around where you kind of blend yeah. in with the crowd. Oh, my God. That was so cool. 
they did a lot of really cool things. So they started off with showing just a little bit of the story. They showed a little bit of Ivor, who is the player you're going to be playing as. Boy but then girl. they, yeah, boy or girl, you can pick whichever one. And I also heard after this event, um, well, first off, they put out a 30-minute video, too, which I haven't watched yet. I haven't had the chance to watch it, but I'm very excited to. Like, 30-minute straight gameplay of the game. Oh, no way. Uh, so I'm very excited to check that out. But, uh, yeah, so I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, what um, I heard when... So, like, I listened to kind of funniest reactions to it afterwards, and they had the opportunity to try this game. They played for, like, four hours. And apparently they were able to... Uh, the people that were, like, testing it with them said that you are able to switch back and forth between the male and female whenever you want, which I think is actually kind of cool. So, like, I always thought that was really... It kind of sucked because in um, AC Odyssey, which I loved the game a lot, like, I loved it a lot, but I heard that Cassandra was a really cool character to play as, but for some reason Alexios just kind of grabbed my attention more. But it would have been really cool to be able to try... Cassandra, you know, but I didn't want to try an entirely new game. But right. I think it's neat how now you'll be able to switch that on the fly. So, like, if you're like, all right, cool, maybe I don't like male Ivor, I can switch to female Ivor, or vice versa. Yeah, right in the beginning of the game, try out their fighting style, see which one you like a little bit more. Yeah. That way you don't have to, like, restart a whole thing just because you don't like their fighting style. Exactly. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think that is real cool. Um, I, th- I think that's an awesome thing to add on. Yeah, and then, so, I kind of went on a tangent there, but then they showed off the raids, right? Yeah. So, so the raids are kind of, this seems to be, like, the expanded version of Conquest Battles from AC Odyssey, where Conquest Battles in AC Odyssey was just kind of like, hey, you're going to fight for one side, and then you just kind of fight until you fill up this meter, and then it's done, right? In Valhalla, they seem to have expanded this so much, and it looks so cool. So, like, you literally come in on the small boat of, like, 10 to 12 of you guys, right? You just come into this camp of people, and then you guys just start going ham on this town. And you are, like, legitimately, you are legitimately just, you know, raiding this this town. And you're going through it, you're burning down the place, you're stealing their loot, and it's all being sent back to this really cool thing that didn't exist in AC Odyssey at all, where it seems like now you're going to be having this own little settlement of yours. Oh my god, yes. And you're, like, able to build it out and grow your settlement, and you're going to be able to do all of this by doing these raids, and you can build up your community. And, you know, I think what they tried to get at with the first gameplay trailer... Uh, when I get <laughs> quote gameplay trailer, what they uh what what they were trying to show off was hey these Vikings aren't as bad as they seem like yeah they're doing terrible things but they're doing it not just to be shitheads they're doing it because they've got these communities that they're trying to fend for and you know do good for their own people and I think that will be able to show while you're able to you know be doing this for your own community exactly and I oh dude I can't wait. Like, honestly, I'm so excited to do raids. Yeah. Like, I know how when I first started playing Odyssey, I was like, nah, I just kind of want to do the gameplay and go through the campaign and Mm -hmm. beat it, right? And then I found myself doing all of the side missions as I went through, and I'm like, oh my god, these are amazing. They're so fun. So, if I can get more of those in Valhalla and get, like... If I can get more of those in Valhalla and get to do these raids, 
and build like kind of they threw like sims in assassin's creed which is kind of cool so i'm really excited to get through um assassin's creed valhalla wait what do you mean they threw in sims not like you, you're kind of you're building the houses like you're building. oh you're, got you're, it okay it, it seems like you're you're the, it seems like you're the ones designing it and right um you you're building up that town yeah, yeah, uh, they also showed off like this new gameplay system that they kind of did, and it's similar, but they definitely changed it up a bit, which I think is really cool. So in this game, it seems what you're going to be able to do is you will be able to customize your character based on their two different weapons, mm-hmm. and what you can do is like you can have one shield in one hand, you can have you know a ball and chain the other, an axe, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different weapon varieties. But something that was cool, which Michael mentioned, is they have this really neat, cool thing now where you can kind of just, <laughs> if you want to, you can go out and be like, all right, I want two shields. And you can hold two shields in two different of your hands, and you can just go to fucking town beating the shit oh out of people God. with two shields. And it's it looked, so cool. It looked like a ton of fun, but that also makes me think, do you think that we can get, like, two ball and chains, two swords? I think so, man. Two yeah. axes? Oh my god, that'd be so sick. And I think you're going to be able to interchange the two, too. Like, you could probably have a ball and chain and an axe and oh go god. to work on both of them, you know? I think it looks really cool. Oh my god. And so uh, they they talked about this new stun system you can do, so you don't necessarily need to even kill people now, which I know that was kind of a thing in AC Odyssey, but I feel like a lot of the scenarios they put you in kind of required killing. Uh yeah, but like, I think it's cool. They seem to be expanding on the... Because I know a lot of people like playing games differently, right? Like, I know right. a lot of people that are like, hey, let's go completely stealthy. And, like, to Michael's credit, they are doing this cool thing where they're kind of going back to their roots a little bit. And they're like, let's do this thing where now you can. You can stealth in with a group of people. You can go into this area that's normally restricted, but you can, you know, go in with your hood on. You can blend in with people, in, do normal fart, things like, yeah. you know, making bread, sitting at a table, eating dinner. Well, you know, some bad guards there, and then you can pounce when you want to. And I think that's really cool because that was always one of my favorite things from the earlier Assassin's Creed was right. being able to, to do those. that. And yeah. I thought that was a cool thing, too, is that you can kind of just blend in and walk between them all and then strike on whoever, like kill people as you walk by without mm-hmm. anybody, like, noticing it was you. Dude, yeah. So sick. I um, I thought that was awesome, but I didn't even like, get to play that version of Assassin's Creed. Right. So... I'm so excited that they're bringing that back um, to Valhalla. It's going to be so much fun, dude. I can't wait. And on top of all of that, they did some other cool stuff that I thought was really interesting. So, like, now where you would just kind of auto-heal after battles and shit, now you actually got to go out and, you know, hunt things, and you got to do that. And I know that probably sounds annoying to an extent, and it's not necessarily hunting. You can pick berries and stuff. Like, in AC Odyssey, what you could do is you could... On horseback, you would just gallop through. You know, you could just grab some stuff while you're doing that. But that stuff always kind of felt like you were just kind of doing it to do its sake, you know? And, like, right. it didn't really you could use it to craft some things, but it wasn't, like, you're like, all right, I'll be able to craft something in about an hour or two of me just grabbing random things. Right. But now it seems like you doing that will actually have a really big impact because that's the thing that's going to be able to heal you. When you're hurt, it'll insta-heal you, but when you're not hurt, it will kind of store it in storage for you so you can eat it as you get hurt and you know it's really neat i really like how they're doing that and then like like i said yeah you can go hunting too and that will probably i would assume give you more health dude i can't wait i'm so excited for this game and on top of all that i mean the graphics are 
fantastic. And like, they look really oh, good. They look so good. And on top of all that, the real good news mm. is the release date we got. November 17th, which, for the record, they didn't put... Uh, si- huh, that's very interesting. Hold on. I am right now on stream playing it on for B-roll. And in there, in the IGN article, it said that on November 17th, which, of course, that is the release date, but they said explicitly for Xbox One, PS4, Stadia, and PC, which is cool, right? Right. But I'm watching the video right now, and at the end of the video, it also says Series X, and it does not say PS5, which I get that AC and Xbox has this deal, which is probably why it's like that and doesn't say PS5. Right. But but if I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat... Maybe that's the Series X release day. You know, called that as soon as I saw November seventeenth. I was like, "Up, oh, and we got a release date." Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Xbox mentioned that this is going to be a launch title, isn't it? I don't know if anyone said launch title, but I would be shocked if it wasn't. Because games I, like this, I thought early genuinely on they, are right. I thought early on they said uh, that it was going to be a launch title, but if not. I'm going to guarantee that that's the launch for Xbox Series X. Yeah. So. That's very interesting. I would like to see that happen. Dude, and and that's not even anybody like going out and like finding out and leaking it. Like that was their mistake if they didn't mean to put that out there. Right. Which for the record, this I I literally was right as we were talking about this, the next story was going to be the Assassin's Creed Valhalla release date got leaked cuz it did like yesterday. Mm-hmm. But then it came out official, so I was like, well, there's no reason to bring that up now. But uh, before we move on, that was not it for Ubisoft. There's one more thing. But before we move on, I got a question for you. You ready? Yeah, okay. Watch Dogs Legion comes out October 29th. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out November 17th. That's less than a month from each other. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a lot. You know? That that is a lot of games. And Ubisoft games are games that are known to be forty to sixty hours. They don't have to be, but they tend to be that long. Yeah, if you play the so, game entirely. And in, in its entirety, yeah. I know a lot of people and I can understand the sentiment of them kind of cannibalizing each other, which yeah. isn't a good thing. It, <laughs> yeah, it could hurt them. I almost feel like it's going to end up separating people because they're going to be like, Dang, right. that's what one, I mean. You know, which one are we going to get? You know, if they can't get both, they're going to go, it's either yeah. we go get Valhalla or we get uh, Watchdog a month early. And I mean, that's a buck 20 between two games. And for In the record, a month, I didn't even bring this up. And are you ready for this? You thought that was bad, right? Yeah. Cyberpunk comes out three days after Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh. And that game is, like, besides Tlu 2, Last of Us Part 2, like, that is the most anticipated game of this year, I think, by the majority of people. I would have to agree with you. That's So that's wild. So they're going to sit there and go, dang. Oh, man. That's what I mean, man. Like, like that's going to be me. Because I'm going to be like, I'm like, dang, I want all three of these games. Yeah. And that's $180 and, that you spend with less than a month. Yeah. So I'm going to have to sit there and go, all right, which ones do I want for sure? And I'll get and get later, which might yeah. be the case anyway. And I might just get Valhalla and then I might get uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. It's it's tough because it tough I'm one. very excited for all three of those games. I do the argument that I have that goes against the specifically Assassin's Creed versus Watch Dogs scenario is that I do think Watch Dogs is different in enough game. Like, I, I'm assuming they're going to have the same general formula of mm-hmm. big open world game, do what yeah. you want. Yeah. But I think the gameplay is going to be vastly different in a bunch of different right. ways, right? Because right. there's the, you know, you're hacking into things, you're you're shooting things, whereas Assassin's Creed Valhalla is more hand-to-hand combat RPG-ish, right? So I think those two are a little bit different, but... Once you introduce Cyberpunk into the mix, dude, it's like, fuck, you know? Because I... Here's the thing, and I think this is a hot take, and I think people will be like, Vinny, you're nuts. I'm personally more excited for Valhalla than Cyberpunk. But don't get me wrong, I think that's mainly because I know Assassin's Creed's a proven entity that I know I like, whereas Cyberpunk's this brand new IP that I'm not sure if I'm going to dig or not. I assume I will, because it's the same people that made The Witcher 3 that, like, everyone and their mother loved. Uh, but you, yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm probably going to get Valhalla anyway. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk. I do want to get. The issue is, is if I get, if I get Valhalla, it wouldn't make sense for me to get Cyberpunk at launch, which right. sucks because I really want to. You know, because right. I I Same. really really want to. I want to be a part of that conversation, and obviously talk about it on this podcast and be like, damn, Cyberpunk's awesome. I love what they're doing here. But trying to balance that in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which are two mega games, two mega RPGs, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough, dude. I want, I want Assassin's Creed Valhalla so bad. I'm definitely getting Valhalla day one. Um, for uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2077, dude, um, I might just wait until I beat Assassin's Creed to get it. Yeah. And I'll have well, to... you might have to wait until you beat fucking Odyssey first. Yeah. Well, what was that? I'm going to beat it this week? How'd that go? Huh. Huh. Well, no. no comment on that? No. Hmm. No. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. But yeah. I just wanted to get into that conversation because I was like, it really sucks because I'm a, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, Watch Dogs Legion, I think... Personally, I'm... Well, actually, that's during school, too, so I don't know. I was going to say I might be able to push through it enough like I did Last of Us Part 2 and SpongeBob. Very different scenario. Very different scenario. <laughs> and uh, honestly, yeah, looking yeah. back on it, didn't need to push through The Last of Us Part 2 that fast, but I had fun no, doing it you anyway. Should've, you you should have definitely taken the time and kind of yeah. just uh-huh. yeah. went through it. But SpongeBob was good, but it wasn't Last of Us Part 2 good. But, uh, By yeah. far. Oh, yeah. my God. That's not even a close... That's, like, comparing, like... Dude, you, know, you can't even put that in the same category. Not even a little bit. No, not even Not even bit. close. Not even close. But yeah. I wanted to talk about that because like I thought it was really interesting. Because at first, in my head, I was like, okay, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, those two by themselves are really close together. And they're the same... Made by the same company. And like you said, even before I brought up Cyberpunk, it's going to become a you know, chicken or the egg situation, which one am I picking? Right. But then you introduce fucking Cyberpunk, which is, like, the biggest and most ambitious game this year next to The Last of Us Part Two. It's like, right. so that could fuck. Hurt. That can hurt them big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. are going to be like, dang, which one do we get? And then they're going to remember, oh, Cyberpunk's coming out three days after? We might as well just right. wait and get Cyberpunk. Exactly. 
Yeah, I might hurt Valhalla because people who might want Valhalla, but they want um, Cyberpunk, they're going to go... Which I really hope... I'll get Valhalla after. I still really hope Valhalla does well because I really, really loved what Odyssey did. And I think that the sales numbers proved to them that people also loved what they did. But I'm hoping that they are, you know, cognizant enough and aware enough that, hey, coming out three days before Cyberpunk maybe isn't the best idea. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't... What are going to do? Push it up? They might, you know. They're going to push it closer to... I would say they release it... No, I'd say they release it after. I'd say they could delay it to... Well, actually, no, I don't think they can because, listen, well, all right, hold on. Let's get to the next one. You ready? I think where it is is where it's going to be. They already announced it, dude. They did, but, I mean, fucking Cyberpunk was delayed eight times. Last of Us Part 2 was delayed eight times. People aren't afraid to, you know, delay games. I don't think think it's getting delayed now. I don't think they're going to after. I don't think it will either. But, I don't know. I could see what... Mm, Maybe they delay watchdogs. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like it would be just if so th- smart to just be like, hey, let's alternate years between Assassin's Creed and watchdogs. Like, let's make 2020 Assassin's Creed, 2021 watchdogs, 2022 Assassin's Creed, you know? Yeah, I feel like, like that would be... Uh, who does that? Oh, Dirt, Forza. Yeah. Yeah, like Forza Motorsport and then Forza Horizon and then Forza Motorsport. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would make so much more sense. <laughs> Who does that? There's, I was like, we've talked about a company that's done that exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, man. I don't know, man. Um, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be close. Regardless. It's gonna be a, a busy, busy, busy. It's kind of crazy, right? Because this year, it started off with before quarantine happened. We were like, damn, this year's looking real good. Then quarantine happened. Then we were like, shit, every game got delayed for eternity. No games are going to come out this year. And now we're here, and now there's a shit ton of games coming out again. And we're still getting new a consoles A shit ton of here. games coming out again, and we're still getting the consoles this year. It's it's insane. They were the, like, dang, you know what? We're we've been on a roller coaster this. of a ride. Oh, my God. It, yeah. This is this is a rocket ship ride. This ain't no roller coaster. Yeah. Next up, Michael. We got Far Cry 6 has now officially been announced. Unfortunately, this did get leaked a couple days before uh, the Ubisoft Forward event happened. So people are like, oh, we weren't surprised. Which, I mean, sure, you weren't, but it I mean, sucks. I that's on you. But it, I'm not, 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 no. Sorry, hold on. That's not on them. But, like, you have to take into account that that was going to be a huge surprise. And because people suck and they yeah. leaked it. Now it's not a surprise, and you're going to be like, oh, you know, it was a surprise. It, it, it wasn't a surprise, so, like, this is a this is a shit um, event. Like, sure. no, dude, if you didn't know, how crazy would this event actually be? And on top of that, let me get to it. You ready? Now officially announced for a February 2021 release date with what seems to be the main villain of the game, Giancarlo Esposito, which, for those of you that don't know the name, he was the guy in Breaking Bad and also the Mandalorian. So, seeing this would have probably been, and I'm not going to say to the same extent, but would be similar to the Keanu Reeves thing, right? Where everyone freaked the fuck out when he was revealed to be in Cyberpunk. And imagine this didn't get leaked. Imagine this didn't get leaked and this just happened, and people saw this. And Breaking Bad was a massive show. And the main DeLorean was, I'm not going to say it was massive, because I know a lot of people didn't love it. I thought it was really good. But, uh, you know, he's in that as well. And it was like, 
he's such a cool villain, and that would have been so cool to see for the first time. Be like, holy shit, they got Breaking Bad guy in a video game, and it, and it fits so perfectly in a Far Cry game. Yeah, dude, uh, it looked so good, and after you, because I didn't know it got leaked, so if I was somebody who's interested in Far Cry, I'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe this is coming out right now. Yeah. Uh, so, because I never played any of the Far Cries either. Right. Uh, but it looked it looked real good, though. It, oh, dude, it looked amazing, honestly. They had a really, really, I thought one of my... I might even go as far as saying one of my, like, favorite story trailers where they had uh, Giancarlo Esposito going through with his son, and he was like, here's a grenade, and then he pulled the pin while he was holding it, and he's like, he's talking him through this whole thing and how there's a bunch of people that are against him. He's like, what are you going to do about it? This is our family. If you let go, we explode. And he's like, prove it, and and the trailer just kind of ends there with him about to drop the grenade on the people that are, like, against him. And I'm like, this story seems like it's going to go into a very dark place, and I think that Far Cry... uh, Far Cry 5 didn't do it for me. Far Cry 4, I very much enjoyed. Far Cry 3 was by far my favorite. I'm hoping once we get closer to release, we're going to see some gameplay, and it's going to be... I hope they kind of do the Assassin's Creed thing where they kind of do a reimagining of the series and they try to... Like, Assassin's Creed before was just a strictly straight narrative gameplay thing, whereas Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey started changing it into more of an RPG and tried to change its, like, you know, core DNA. I hope I hope this game kind of does the same thing because I think yeah. it kind of needs that revival needs, needs in the a, series. Uh, Reboot. You know, newly refurbished type, type thing. Right. Kind of need to be redone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it looked great. Yeah, I'm dude, it looked crazy. It. Now that you mentioned that, because I was watching, I was like, dang, what's up with the grenade right now? It's kind of weird. Yeah. And, but now that you mentioned that, it's like, dang, that's going to be pretty wild. I'm going to need that game, too. And I've never played any of the Far Cry games. <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. I can't wait for it. Michael, we are 50 minutes in, and we only did the first news story. This is a great Jesus podcast. Christ. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm very excited. God. We're oh. going for it, boys. We're going all in. Probably been talking about straight video games for the last 40 minutes. The first 10 minutes was just hey, us talking. You know what I mean? Great podcast. Jesus. 10 out of 10 podcast. 10 out of 10. Second news story we got here. The Xbox Games Showcase date has officially been announced. Xbox Series X first party game showcase is coming on July 23rd. The live stream will begin at 12 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully I got that right, unlike the Ubisoft Forward event that I did today where it was 12 p.m. Pacific and not Eastern. Uh, We know the showcase will be games-focused. It will include showings of new games from the likes of Double Fine, Ninja Theory, and Obsidian. And, of course, we know we will see Halo Infinite. During this past week, for the record, uh, Halo 3 for Mass Chief Collection got... We're going to talk about it later, but it's coming to PC this week. Uh, but during that, apparently, they confirmed that the Xbox Game Showcase, the Halo Infinite portion of the event, will be gameplay from the Stories campaign, which is very exciting. Very Ooh. exciting. I can't wait for that. And, of course, the recent rumors have been centered around a new Fable game, as well as a reimagining of Perfect Dark from Microsoft's new quadruple-A studio, The Initiative. Michael, what do you think of all this? I'm really excited. You know, being able, you know, being more into video games this year... Uh, than any other year is actually very exciting um, to see the you know developers go through go through all these hurdles to make everything happen through 
you know, this crazy year. Yeah. And to see that they are putting on these events, um, just for us, really, they didn't have to. They could have just been like, you know what, we're going to take all of the extra time that we can to make sure that these games come out instead of doing events. But they are doing both. Like, we're getting the cake and being able to eat it, too, you know? Yeah. So, I think this is awesome. Um, whether they're, honestly, whether they're bad or not, like, if they're bad, like, I can't really hold them to a high standard, even though PlayStation kind of knocked theirs out of park. It's like, I'm not going to hold anybody to a high standard just because of the situation that everybody's been put through. Right. I think that everybody's going to do the best they can, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to show us, um, and what we're going to get for this new generation. Dude, I'm so excited for the next Halo game. Um, I'm not into Fable. Um, ne- I didn't play any of those. So, but I might just get sold on it though. I might. You were Who never knows? into Assassin's Creed. You were never into Far Cry. You're right. You're right. So we'll see. Um, you know, I'm being kind of opened up to more games than I thought. Um, you know, than I really noticed. Right. Right. So. I'm really excited, man. I'm so excited to see what everybody's bringing to the table. Dude, I can't... Holy shit, I just realized this is 11 days away. This is come, not this week, but next. That's really exciting. I don't know where the time has gone. I feel like it's still May, and... Dude, I can't believe We just went into quarantine, and... But no, it's now been like three months. You said, what is it, 11 days away, you said? Yeah. Dude... Like, nine days from now, it's my sister's birthday. And yeah. Like, it's wild to think about how much time has gone by. And which feels like the short, the shortest amount of time. Like, seven months have already gone by. Yeah. And that's nuts. 2020 just didn't exist, you know? 20, 2020 is going to go down in the history books that just didn't exist for yeah. anybody. Work, nobody. Like, o- the only essential people would be like, yeah, 2020 mm-hmm. sucked, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? They're gonna be yeah. like, they're gonna be like, damn! I worked every single day while everybody else got to basically be on a year vacation and got paid for it. Sure, dude, wild. Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of the life I'm living right now. Like, I worked a month and a half this year, and then I've been on unemployment ever since. And right. my my bosses have literally never texted me, or sorry, they stopped texting me around like March, <laughs> and I haven't heard from them since. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't like being unemployed, personally. It, dude, it kind of sucks. Like, you kind of, like, miss that, like, getting out of the house. I mean, I am unemployed, but, I, I mean, I don't want to be at a job and then be like, hey, you don't have a job anymore, and if, you know, if you're supporting a family or shit, like, dude, I couldn't even imagine the kind of trials and tribulations you'd be having to go through for, for that. Right. And, it, it, dude, it's wild. It's wild. So... I, you know, I kind of just miss, like, being able to get out and spend hours um, at work kind of talking to the people there um, that I like and just doing a job, getting paid, and, you know, going home after a long day. You kind of get that satisfaction, like, yeah, I did something. But with all this, it's like, damn, you're a fucking bum, <laughs> you know? So yeah. and that's kind of, like, my mindset right now. I feel like a bum. I've been looking for work you know, that is open right now. Like, yeah. I applied for, um, oh, what is it called? Um, cellular sales. Uh, uh not through, a stripper? Through, no, no. Damn. Uh, th- yeah, hazmat suiting. <laughs> um, 
Did you see that? Total non sequitur. Did you see the thing on social media where there's like drive through strip clubs? No. What is that? It was like, like... That sounds like prostitution. No, 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 no. It's literally like you imagine sit in your a car. And <clears throat> imagine watch a car. Dance in a pole. Imagine a car wash, right? <laughs> yeah. Where you go through it. Yeah. But there's like a bunch of pole dancers, like okay. on either side of you, and you're going down this like long tunnel of like pole dancers, and, and you like throw money out out, out, out out the window. Yeah. That's. I so saw it online, dumb. and I was like, "That's very funny. That's, That's very so funny. Stupid. I was <laughs> so like. Dumb. Anyways, let's get back on topic, Michael. Video games, Xbox Series X, first yes. party, July 23rd. I'm, really I'm very excited, excited for it. I'm very excited. Absolutely. I still can't believe in 11 days Halo Infinite is going to be a thing that we see. I, know, I really hope. Gameplay, bro. I really hope game that it play. I mean, hey, they said that with Assassin's Creed. Can game we trust it again? Game play. We, no, yes, we can because <laughs> we already got the trailer. That's true. That's true. They can't say. They should have said gameplay for that one. You know, yeah, yeah. they should have said gameplay for that one. Yeah. But no, yeah, I'm. You you guys have no idea how much over the like days have gone on and on. How excited I've been getting to see Halo. First off, Halo Three being dropped on PC this week is already getting me so excited, dude. I that can't and wait. that and pair oh with Halo Infinite less than a week away to see gameplay of it. I can't wait, dude. And then Ninja Theory is going to be there, which means we're probably going to see Hellblade 2, which looked fantastic at the Game Awards, if you remember. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, Obsidian, they're probably going to show their weird game Grounded, but they are also working on a big RPG, so maybe we get a teaser for that. Fable, we're hopefully going to get a confirmation that Fable's a thing. I can't wait. And imagine, Michael. Dude. Imagine. You ready? Pairing it with the next story. Imagine if Xbox took Warner Brothers. Xbox is currently in talks with Warner Brothers. Microsoft reportedly interested in acquiring Warner Brothers Interactive following the news that the parent company AT&T is looking into possibly selling the video game development arm of Warner Bros. The, inf- the information is reporting that alongside companies such as Activision, EA, and Take-Two, Microsoft is already in- is, sorry, is also interested in acquiring WB Interactive and its several game development studios. Whomever acquires WB Interactive will likely purchase studios like Avalanche Software, Monolith Studios, NetherRealm Studios, Rocksteady Studios, TT Games, and various WB Game Studios across the globe. It's important to note that the acquisition of WB Interactive will not mean any of the interested uh, companies like Microsoft or Activision will own characters like Batman or Harry Potter. Instead, potential buyers will have to negotiate licensing deals so studios like Rocksteady can continue to create games based on DC Comics or any other Warner Bros. However, certain properties like Mortal Kombat are included in this sale. The deal is rumored to be at a value of $4 billion. During this potential sale, Rocksteady is working on the rumored Suicide Squad game. WB, WB Montreal is rumored to be working on the new Batman game. And Avalanche Studios is rumored to be working on the Harry Potter RPG. Question, real quick. Mm-hmm. Who is Take-Two? Who makes? What does Take-Two make? Take-Two, I believe... And I could be wrong here. I'm pretty sure they do. They own Rockstar, which means games like GTA, Red okay. Dead. Okay. Uh, I thought Rockstar was a thing, but um, no, you're right. I think I think you're right. Take two. I think I know it. I I was I didn't think of the logo, but now that I'm saying take two. I think I know exactly what it is. Yeah, so it's Take-Two Interactive. They did The Outer Worlds, which came out last year. Yeah, L.A. Okay. Noir, which yeah. is, you know, them. 
GTA, like I said, Bioshock, so 2K as well. Okay. So, all those kind of things. Okay. So, out of those three, or out of those four companies looking to buy Warner Brothers Interactive, mm-hmm. I swear to God, if EA buys them over the <laughs> other ones, I don't want any of the games. Because they will I throw think all e- of those games <laughs> in the trash. They will. I think most people in the world are like anyone but EA. Anybody, anybody but EA. Like, like absolutely get Activision. Fuck it, PlayStation buy him. (laughs) Please, somebody, somebody but EA. Like, get EA out of here. They need to build themselves up before they can just go. You know what? Let's just buy a whole nother uh, development. You know. So, they get them out of there. Please, somebody else. Somebody else buy... I'm also... I'm not a huge fan of Activision picking them up either. Mainly because they seem to try to... Their main focus is Like Call of Duty. Their main focus is Call of Duty. Which is fine. But then all their other IP, if it just doesn't succeed, they just throw it to the wayside. Cough, cough, Guitar Hero. Right? Right. Like, Guitar Hero was fucking massive. They kept putting it out every single year. Then the second it dropped a little bit, they were like, Alright, that's it. Pull the plug, and then we haven't seen Guitar Hero since the beginning of the Xbox One generation, uh, PS4 generation, right? So it's like, I don't want them to get it either because of, like, one-game bombs, or they're going to just try to annualize every single game, and that doesn't right. work out because right. we've seen in the past, previous CODs have not been the best. Modern Warfare did pretty well. I think Modern Warfare did really well, actually, but Ghosts yeah. wasn't that great. Infinity Warfares weren't good, nope. I don't think. Nope. You know, they definitely have had a fair share of their shit games. So, and Like, if this game bombed, they probably were just going to stop making Call of Duty, honestly. No, I mean, no that no, wouldn't that, happen. I know, that yeah. would never happen. No, I know you're Come right. Come on, but, Michael. But I was like, you know, thinking about it, though, I really hope that Microsoft does get them. Cause I really do, too, for a bunch of different reasons. Because Microsoft, number one... Microsoft number one has a metric shit ton of money, okay? Yeah. So four billion dollars. I'm not gonna say it's nothing. I'm not gonna say it's a quarter, but maybe it's you know ten bucks. All right, you know. I'm not gonna say it's a quarter to them, but it's 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 a hefty chunk of money. I would have to say it's more than ten dollars. I would have to say uh, that's sure, like a few uh, thousand dollars to them. But like, uh, my point is, is that I think, think Xbox yeah. would be able to benefit so much from this, even if they do the route that they did with Mojang, which Mojang is the people that made Minecraft, they paid $2 billion for the Mojang studio alone. And they have made way over their money on selling Minecraft because what they did was they were like, okay, we're going to do this, but Minecraft is still going to be on everything, including PlayStation, including PC, including Switch. We're going to put it everywhere and make a shit ton of money. What Xbox could do here with Warner Bros., if they do do this, is not only could they do that, so for for example, with Mortal Kombat, right? They get the Mortal Kombat license. Yeah. They could do a couple of different things with that, right? They could com- do the same thing it's doing right now. Sell it on PlayStation, sell it on Switch, sell it on PC. Sell it everywhere, make a fuck ton of money off of doing that. Mm-hmm. Number two, they could do that in addition to having Mortal Kombat day and date on Game Pass. Which, again, would incentivize people to be, Alright, cool, I can get Mortal Kombat on Dude, PS4, I can get it nuts. on PC... But what if I just get it for free on Game Pass, like Halo Infinite, like Gears 5, like everything else, like Hellblade 2? On top of that, what if they were like, and I'm pretty sure, and I've heard people bring this idea up, and I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer said they wouldn't do this, but if they were, 
and I wouldn't blame them for doing it because they, you know, PlayStation's made deals with people that do this for them all the time where, hey, you now own the Mortal Kombat license, give yourself a year exclusivity on Xbox, and then a year later, release it to everywhere else. Yeah. You know, then uh, people for the first year have to buy it on Xbox or wait a year. Like, Death Stranding did that, and it's coming right. to PC now. Right. So, so I think, I think yeah, they're they're ultimately going to make money no matter what, as long as they do it right. But, dude, I'm so excited. I want I want this Batman game. I want the Suicide Squad game. Just imagine the in a perfect game. world, Michael. Oh imagine in a perfect world, right? A perfect world where everything is on everything. Yeah, go ahead. N- not even that. No. Imagine perfect world. Microsoft buys WB. Yeah. Uh, WB Interactive. Yep. They get all these studios. They negotiate all the deals. Batman being day and date on Game Pass. Oh, this Harry Potter game being day and date on Game Pass. Oh, this God. Suicide Squad game being day and date on Game oh, Pass. God. Can you just imagine oh, doing the, the thing where Sony with Spider-Man versus Xbox with Batman? You know what I mean? Cool. Oh my could God! Could you imagine They could have a whole event together and make a ton of money together. Just making a killing off people looking for, uh, looking for this rivalry. Oh my yeah. God. I'm in. In, 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 in. I also think another thing that a lot of people... I named off a bunch of different studios, not all of them. But one of the ones that I think people don't recognize as much is TT Games, which, for the record, they're the ones that make all the LEGO games. And those games are great. Oh, my God. Those are are great great. games. Those are great games. Those are perfect, phenomenal, family-friendly games that Xbox... I mean, they've got some, but I think... If, even if they made that exclusive, right? And they were like, all right, all Lego games exclusive on Xbox, and they're all coming to Game Pass. Like, you could just be like, all right, parent number one and two, go to your local Best Buy, pick up a Series X, get Game Pass. Your kid is going to be forever occupied by every single Lego game yeah. that's come out. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Dude, So, yeah. it's crazy that whoever gets this deal, and I really hope it's Microsoft... For multiple reasons. I'm not saying this out of a fanboy point of view, but like like we already said, EA, no. Activision, no. Take-Two would be fine, but it would still just be... I don't think it would... They wouldn't change much. They wouldn't change much, which is a good thing, and I think Microsoft shouldn't change much either, minus the fact that it would throw a wrench into the landscape of games, right? Mm Because I feel like a lot of things that people think are missing from Microsoft are those core, single-player, really solid gameplay stories. Whereas, if they picked up Warner Bros., you get the Harry Potter RPG, you get the Batman game, you get the Suicide Squad game, and, and even going past that, not even just looking at what they're doing now, even if they say they don't negotiate any of the licenses they're working on right now, that would suck. But seeing how great those Batman games did was storyline-wise, yeah. and seeing they've proven themselves they can do this. Right. And it's just, like, they could make any first-party game be incredible and release it single-player only on You're so right. Xbox. Oh, and Xbox needs the single-player games. Yeah. And these are there's a ton here. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I really hope they get it. I, I hope so. And that's I why so. I said, when I tried linking it, imagine if at the end of the game showcase, they're like, and guess what, guys? We picked up w- WB Interactive. Oh, my God. During, and they just during drop the, it. During that the, is straight no, up no, during mic their, drop. During their uh, Warner Brothers? Oh, their Warner Brothers? We just get a Batman Warner, trailer? So, yeah, the, or the Warner Harry Brothers Potter trailer? DC event thing that they got? Yeah. Could you imagine 
Phil Spencer comes out to announce the game. That would be so dope. That would be, <laughs> dude. That'd be insane. Do you, the president of um, PlayStation would be watching it, and he'd just be sipping on his tea and do one of those spit takes, watching Phil Spencer <laughs> walk out on stage or whatever, or pop up in the Zoom thing. Yeah, dude, it'd be wild. Wild. It would be really cool, and I really think that would put xbox and playstation are more of an even playing ground oh absolutely. especially for the first party things oh and yeah. i th- i think i said this to you off air but i now that we're you know recording what if this does happen not only will they be able to compete in the head-to-head i'm not gonna say they're gonna win because i don't know who's gonna win because the last of us part two is fantastic uh yeah, but i met one, dude. Uh, you know you've got the 1v1s in the single player department right I think Microsoft far and away destroys PlayStation in the multiplayer department. Yeah. Because other than Killzone in Dreams, which I Dreams is not really multiplayer, a little bit, I can't think of any other off the top of my head. Anyone that's watching on Twitch right now, let me know if there's any other big PlayStation multiplayer games I'm missing because I don't want to speak out of term. But I really don't think that they you know, will do as well as, say, a Sea of Thieves, Gears of War, Halo's multiplayer, Forza's multiplayer, you know what I mean? Like, I think those games really, although they never had the single player, which is what people want, I really think the multiplayer Xbox has nailed and continue to nail. Yeah, honestly, I think that uh, Xbox might take this, um, you know, they might take the W overall, but I, I do think that PlayStation is going to win Un- unless Xbox can produce a single player game um, that absolutely just destroys you Last have no idea you have no idea which is going I, to be I don't so think, hard it's going to be so think, hard for them I don't think Halo Infinite will do that but I really hope Halo Infinite does something that no one expects I want the story to be extraordinary I really think the possibility is there to do it and I know I'm setting my expectations way too high but I think everyone is and I think Xbox knows that and I think they need to they need to I like don't they, think I, Xbox I don't even know what else to say to but build, I need to you know I don't think Xbox I, I don't think Halo's the game that's gonna do it I don't know I think that they're going to have to pick up a company. Like know. Warner Brothers, make um an outstanding single player game. Imagine if Xbox in three four three, and I this is me going on a Halo tangent now. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. They do the Assassin's Creed thing, and I know I brought this up twice now. Imagine all of a sudden Halo is now still first person shooter. Don't get me wrong, it's still a first person yeah, yeah, shooter, yeah, still yeah. very solid. Yeah. But imagine they add skill trees to this game. Imagine they add RPG elements to this game. Imagine they add different choices and side missions. Could you imagine how fucking sick that would be? It would be pretty nuts. And I I'm not joking, I legitimately could see something like that happening. I'm not going to say it is. I'm not confident enough to say it is, but I could definitely see like if they came out and said, "Hey, this is going to be an open-world Halo game with a really strong story and different missions you can do, different mission types with a really strong single-player narrative focus. I could see it being that kind n- Not Last of Us Part Two. I'm not getting at that. But right. I could see it being in a, defin- in a scenario where it is on the kind of pedestal of a Last of Us Part Two, because obviously the Halo and Last of Us are two very different games. Oh, very different. But very I could different. see it very being re- reverenced as much as that kind of game. Yeah, you know what, you're right. But, you know, all right, let's save the Halo talk for our our next segment, all right? Not the next one, but the one after. 
Let's just save. Let's save the Halo talk because mm-hmm. I got more to say. It's true, but true. we gotta save it. We gotta we gotta move on. Next up, we're moving on from Xbox, going to PS5, baby. PS5 cover art has officially been revealed. Sony has showcased what PS5 box art will look like with the reveal of the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales box art ahead of its launch later this year. The box art sports a white top bar with the PS5 logo as opposed to the blue top bar of a PS4 box art. The art also reveals what appears to be new standard for PS5 boxes. The white top bar, while a stark, bright contrast from the blue trim of PS4 boxes, is very clearly the theme with the initial design of the PS5 and the PS5's new controller of the DualSense. What do you think of this, Michael? Did you see this picture? I, I did. I did. Okay. I thought it looked good. Yeah. I, thought I think it looked, it looked pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad that they kept it close and made it represent you know their their new their new look their new style uh, mm-hmm. i think that that's good i think it works for them at first i didn't like it for some reason but i think that's just kind of i'm not used to this color scheme yet and i and now i'm looking at it again and i i do like it i do wish the only thing i wish and i think it would look really cool is instead of the blue case the blue shell if that shell was black like a clear black you know yeah. what I mean? I think that would look really sick. I, I, would, I think that would look really, really cool. But hmm. overall, so I think So white on the outside, really cool. black on the inside, like the Yeah, like, PS5? you know, like, keep the PS5, like, you know, the white strip at the top, right? Mm-hmm. And the black font for PS5. I like that yeah. a lot. But yeah. imagine, like, a translucent black for the, like, actual yeah, shell the of the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would look really nice. Yeah, I think so. I think it would look real good. Yeah. I don't know. Well, also, by the way, the Spider-Man Miles Morales cover is dope. Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. He's got, like, this lightning lightning fist while he's webbing somewhere else. It looks really cool. But, yeah, I'm. it's it's cool to see. I'm excited for this. I'm excited uh, for Spider-Man. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait. I really hope I really hope I'm able to get both consoles at launch. I want them so bad. I'll probably just end up getting the PlayStation 5, even though I really want the Xbox. Yeah. I'll probably just get PlayStation 5 just because I have PC and I can get all those games on it's true on PC, you know, so. It's true. I, I want them both, though, you know what I mean? I want them both, too, so. Don't Here's the thing. I'm going to try to, for my graduation, obviously, graduation party canceled. Canceled because of the Rona. But imagine if I can convince my parents to be like, hey, graduation gift, you know, Series X, PS5, and then I buy one of them. You know what I mean? Great deal. Great what if deal. you ask for that, and they get you both? That there's zero chance in hell, zero chance in hell, no chance. That'd be no cool, chance. Brandaland, Dan. That's what you got. Next up, we got a new open world VR game by Rockstar. Oh. The developer behind Eleanor the VR Case Files is once again working with Rockstar on a new open world VR game. In a LinkedIn announcement, Australian developer Video Games Deluxe said, quote, Having finished the critically well-received L.A. Noir, the VR case files, we are now gearing up for a new project, a AAA open-world title in VR for Rockstar. 2020 marks our seventh year of working exclusively for Rockstar in Sydney, and we are excited to take on this brand- groundbreaking new project. So, Michael, being a newly uh, recruit of the VR world with your Oculus Quest, what do you think of this new Rockstar possible AAA game in VR? You know, I'm actually really excited because thinking of a game from Rockstar makes me think, oh, maybe we'll get some GTA 5 and VR. I'm 100% thinking that's what this is. 
You know, there's no confirmation of that, but people have modded uh, GTA Five so much that people have been able to get VR ports of it, but it's never been perfect, and they've never been able to get it really nailed down. Yeah, and I think that even Rockstar just noticing that, seeing how much success they could get by just putting this game completely into VR, I think that would be massive. I think they could really... They could do nuts with that if they did Uh, that. Dude, it would be insane uh, making it VR. Uh, Honestly, if they do that, I guess I'm buying GTA 5 for the, like, fifth time. Yeah, same. Same. So, uh, honestly, they're going to just continue this absolute money pit that they... Not money pit. This cash cow that they got. This This cash cow is not running dry. No. This thing is healthy and pumping out all of the cash it can. Yeah. Um, so that that's the first game that came to my mind when you were like Rockstar, Eleanor, and I was like, mmm, GTA five. Yeah, like, the that's other one that I people want. are running around is Red Dead Two, which I think would be cool, uh, but I, I don't think not, that would it would not do as well as GTA five would in VR. Yeah. Not even close. I think in VR it wouldn't like, Red Dead 2 would be cool in VR, but I don't think it'd be as fun or as, as cool in VR as GTA. Yeah, would. and, and money-wise, doing it money-wise, thinking of it business-wise, dude, GTA 5 will absolutely crush any of the other games that they try to put out. Any yeah. game. Any Probably. Game. They're only making money doing just, oh, let's port GTA 5 into VR. I mean, we already have that first-person aspect of the game, so... There yeah. you go. They just got to port it over as a first person, whatever, you know? Right. So It would be really cool. I hope it happens. And I also think it's really, you know, this isn't as, I feel like a lot of people kind of glance over the story this week, and I feel like not a lot of whole people adjust it, which is understandable. I understand VR is still kind of a niche. I mean, it is It is still a niche product because it's it not is. perfected yet, and people no. aren't super ingrained in it yet. But I do think, but other what, than yeah. Half-Life Alex. Was a big thing for VR, where it was one of those, hey, here's an actual big AAA title exclusively in VR. You need a VR headset to play this, and I think that was one of them. And if this is GTA 5 in VR, I think that'll be another pillar in there saying, hey, VR is a sustainable platform, and you can make games yeah. exclusively for VR and have it be worth it for your company. And it, it's worth Absolutely. doing, you know? And Absolutely. with Star Wars Squadrons coming out, doing the same thing too. You know, I mean that's not exclusive yeah. to VR, but no, having but VR support, I think it's really cool to see now that AAA companies are coming out and putting resources into these kinds of games to make them as good as they can. Yeah, to think that Rockstar is going to put a game out like that makes me think it kind of takes VR and VR kind of like kicking in everybody's door, going, "Hey, this is the future, and th- and we're here to stay. Like this is what you're going to get." Mm-hmm we like this is it's like we are working for this this is what you're gonna get you're gonna get gta in vr and that's the future right so i'm i'm really excited i'm really excited for that and as much as i would like and another like let's say even original ip right if this company decided to make an original ip for vr i although i think it'd be awesome and really cool Mm-hmm. I don't think it would do nearly success as successful because it doesn't have the same name recognition as right. you know as uh, GTA does. Right. So 
I feel to, like GTA Five just makes top, the most sense. Yeah, to put their top number one game for the last ten years, basically. Um, in I'd VR, say more than that, yeah, ten years. Yeah. San Andreas and fucking. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I Vice mean, like, City. The fact that this one's just been so popular and yeah. making, has been number one in sales forever. Um, I'm just saying, putting their number one game in VR only makes sense. Because it's not even going to hurt them. Yeah. It's not going to hurt them one bit. At all. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, this is just them, like, they're going to be like, yeah, let's try it. Let's see what we can do. And then when it does well, because it's only going to do well, it, it, they're going to be like, all right, let's do more. Right. And that's the future, dude. I, You know, as long as they just take the game, put it over, and they take that first-person aspect of the game that they had launched for uh playstation one and playstation mm-hmm. 4, uh, playstation one fucking xbox one and playstation four um they're gonna do fine they're easy easy and you know what 60 dollar game <laughs> easy they're it's going yeah. to oh, be 100 percent. i'll buy it again for 60 dollars. i sure will i sure will yeah. <laughs> Dude. there's no chance in hell oh my I don't. god yeah i'm absolutely buying it 60 bucks for sure in VR, dude, it's gonna be wild. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. It's yeah, very cool. Yeah. Can't wait it's... for that. I really hope it is GTA Five. We'll see. All in due time. These next two stories, I think I might. Well, fuck it. You know what? Never mind. Uh, uh, let's just get on with it. Phil Spencer says Xbox Series X games aren't being held back by Xbox One. Phil Spencer's played down the idea that the Xbox Series X games will be held back from their full potential by having to be playable on Xbox One, pointing to the success of PC games at work. Uh, PC games are working across wide ranges of hardware power as evidence. Speaking to GamesIndustry.biz, Spencer said that the idea of games being held back are, quote, a meme that gets created by people who are too caught up in device competition. Spencer compares what Xbox will be doing similar to PC and says, quote, I just look at Windows. It's almost certain if the developer is building a Windows version of their game, then the most powerful and highest fidelity version is the PC. You can even see that with some of our first-party console games coming to PC, even from our competitors, that the richest version is the PC version. Yet, the PC ecosystem is the most diverse when it comes to hardware when you think about CPUs and GPUs from years ago that are there. Spencer continues to say, quote, Yes, every developer is going to find a line and say that this is the hardware that I'm going to support, but the diversity of hardware choice in PC is not has not held back the highest fidelity PC games on the market. The highest fidelity PC games rival anything that anybody has ever seen in video games. So this idea that developers don't know how to build games or game engines or ecosystems that work across a set of hardware, there's a proof point in PC that shows that's not the case. What do you think? I mean, yeah, he's right. I I don't think that just because PC can run games a little better doesn't mean that, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that next gen won't run games just as good, you know? Yeah. I think this is the argument that I would always make to people, and I think people would just be like, well, you're not, you know, the big company, so who who gives a fuck? But uh, I think Phil Spencer coming out here and being like, listen, guys, uh, we know we're releasing on both platforms. That doesn't mean your Series X is going to perform worse. Like we're still going to put it, we're still going to push it to its absolute limits and make the game look as absolutely as beautiful as we can. Yeah, like but we'll we're also going, we we're also going to have a less shittier version 
for Xbox One so people can still play on it. But it's not going to look nearly as good as if you do get a Series X, and that's exactly how PC is. You can invest in a $400 PC. You're not going to get ultra-high settings, 120 frames, 4K, but you'll get 1080p, 30 frames, 60 frames maybe. But if you're willing to dump in the money to get a higher-end PC, you will get the highest fidelity, and that's the exact same thing here. You can buy an Xbox One. You can buy an Xbox One for $200 when the Series X is out, sure, but it's not going to look nearly as good as your Series X will. Right. Right. So, it's it's interesting to see. I It's nice to hear him come out and say it, though. Uh, next up, Xbox says next-gen upgrades should be free. A report has service that suggests Xbox is telling third-party developers that Xbox Series X upgrades... Uh, sorry, that Xbox Series X upgrades of their current-gen games should be free. VGC, which cites, quote, Publishing sources with knowledge of Microsoft's next-gen policies says that Microsoft has been encouraging, quote, companies working on cross-gen games to offer upgrades at no additional cost. This could make use of Xbox's smart delivery program where you only need to purchase one version of a game to enjoy it across the entire Xbox hardware range. What do you think? I mean, yeah, um... They said they were going to have smart delivery. If they're asking, you know, specific companies to be like, "Hey, can we, you know, make this part of our smart delivery program?" Uh, then sure, ask away. Um, obviously, you don't have to because they didn't do it years before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, that's all up on Xbox. You know, like I'm not against having to pay. You know, I would really like them all to be smart delivery like this. It would be sick. But obviously, as we just mentioned with GTA Five, we have no problem paying more. You know, paying again and again for the game that's great. You know. Yes, but I think that's very different because I agree with your point of no, it wasn't a thing. It doesn't need to be a thing. But being and again, this is coming from a I guess a PC player biasm, right? Where PC games you do buy it once, you do have it forever, and you play it at its highest fidelity. Forever, right? You you right. never have to rebuy the game, uh, unless right. of course that someone does release like a remaster. Then you can, but you still don't have to. Right. The difference is is that I think this, you know, quote from Xbox and them talking about this was a direct call and response to the NBA 2K thing we talked about. Yeah, and I think that's being like, hey, we don't that's think a, that's I fair think because that's different. that's straight up a. Almost a carbon copy of the game. Whereas where you said with the GTA thing, we're willing to buy it again. We are, but it's a completely different thing, right? Like, they're completely remodeling the game into a VR VR game. Right, right. Which is like, I'm totally cool. I'm totally cool paying another 60 bucks for that. Skyrim went into VR, and they completely built that from the ground up, too, and I bought that, too. Yeah. I'm not afraid to do that. It's It's when they're like... Hey, you got the exact same game on Xbox One. You gotta buy it again on Xbox Series X or PS4 to PS5. It's like that's just kind of a shitty thing to do and kind of ancient at this point. Like we may have had to do that with Xbox OG and 360 or PS2 to PS3, but that's yeah. just kind of an ancient philosophy that I feel like shouldn't be done anymore. Yeah, I think I think the way that 2K is doing it is totally different from what I think. Uh, from what I got from this, because I was thinking, all right, yeah, like, sure, if you do that. But I, I was more thinking, like, now thinking about NBA or 2K, it's totally different. The way they're doing it is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to have that smart delivery, 
like if you buy it and you can get the next version uh you know for the next gen yeah but you have to you have to pay more i think that's dumb i think it is you should be able to get that next gen copy when you buy the standard edition no matter what agreed agreed so yeah at the end of the day i agree with xbox here but i don't yeah i just don't understand why they had to mix it in with the mamba edition like like dude leave leave kobe bryant out of it you know <laughs> yeah i get it man i like, get it let let kobe fans buy his copy and not have to worry about the the next gen edition like not trying to pull some tomfoolery in there with it right just yeah just to make sure people are gonna buy it like People are going to buy it no matter what. Just put it on the standard copy yeah. and let everybody buy the Kobe edition because Kobe's great. All right? I agree. Next up, we got the Xbox controller that is specifically made for xCloud, Michael. Microsoft is planning to launch its xCloud game streaming service later this year as part of Xbox Game Pass. I don't think that's true. I, I just think it's launching this year. I don't know who wrote that, but... I think it's just coming out this year. And accessory makers are now getting ready. 8BitDo, a company that specializes in retro and modern alternative gamepads, has adapted its retro NES controller for Micro's Project X Cloud service. The tiny Bluetooth controller is designed to be compatible with all Android smartphones and tablets, and it's officially licensed as a compatible xCloud and Xbox controller. The built-in battery should last for around 18 hours, and there's a USB-C port for charging. The controller even ships the clip uh, a clip to attach to phones with adjustable positioning. You can pre-order this now for $49.99 on Amazon today, and it will release on September 21st. Michael, what do you think of this one? Um, I think that that's correct that uh, that the streaming later this year. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think it's coming out November seventeenth. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's awesome. I think that's sick. Uh, I kind of want to see what it's gonna look like. I think it's just gonna look like an Xbox controller, but kind of. Well, you've seen interested. it. Oh. There was the pictures. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see the picture. C- click on the link. I think it's in there. Take a look. I'm so? showing it to the Twitch viewers right now. It looks like it legitimately uh, does look like an SNES controller. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like an SNES controller with two sticks, uh, in like the bottom. Yeah. The thing is, I'm you know afraid- what? They've made this controller before. Not Xbox, but like a company. I don't think Xbox has made it before, but they've made a controller like this before, where it doesn't really have the like the handles. Yeah. Controller. It's more of like that straight across, but it's got like the body of the Xbox controller. Right. Um, I don't know why they made it, but it was like a real small, dinky little controller. Kind of interesting. Um, but yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think it's a cool idea. $45, though? I don't think so. I think it's a cool idea, but I really don't see this being super comfortable to use. Like, those analog no. sticks are really close together. They're not scattered sticks. And which they're at the bottom. I I prefer staggered sticks the most, Absolutely. but I get why it wouldn't be possible on this. But yeah, it's a really small controller. I do like how you can hold your phone in it. That's cool. But I feel like if you're gonna be doing XCloud, like it just makes more sense to just grab a controller, Bluetooth it up, and then you know yeah, lay yeah, your phone against something. something. Like I mean, my phone, and I know this isn't something everyone has, but I've got like the little kickstand on my phone. Yeah. So you can just kind of, you know, lay it down there, and then that's it, right? And then you can just play it 
sync it up with your Bluetooth controller and it works totally fine. Like right. yeah, the Elite Series Two controller has Bluetooth. I'll, I mean, most of the Xbox One controllers now have Bluetooth as long as you bought it since the One S came out. So I don't know. It's cool. It looks neat. I could see it for being like if you were like a commuter all the time, like if you were commuting on the bus or something. I could see it being really cool for that. But I think that's just a very specific kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Last news story, ladies and gentlemen. No one else gave it the light of day. But you know who is? The VIP motherfucking podcast. Halo 3 (laughs) is coming to PC very, very soon. Halo 3 is coming to Halo the Master Chief Collection for PC this week on July 14th. So I'm just going to throw it out there. A lot of reading here. A lot of reading. A lot to get through. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait. Although this update is at its surface only about Halo 3, it's actually quite a sizable update that will come across both platforms of Xbox and PC to include a multitude of much-requested features, fixes, and quality-of-life improvements. For Forge, in Halo Reach, Halo 2, and Halo 3, Forge will now be officially added on the PC version. In addition, Halo 3's Forge will be updated to include tons of new features like phased physics, coordinate snapping, rotation, rotation snap, increased budget, and brand new pieces. So for the record, I'm going to stop right here. That is fucking massive, alright? I know no one cares about Halo 3 anymore. Old game's old, I get it, okay? But that's a lot. Halo 3, back in the day, Forge. It was a pain in the ass, all right? Let me walk you through what you had to do. So phased objects, okay, is essentially what you would do. So say if you had two different objects, you wanted to phase them together, right? You wanted wanted them to overlap but, like, be on the same surface. Say you wanted to make a platform, but the PC had to use ones big enough, and you had to kind of, like, put them together to make one platform. But you don't want them to be, like, you know... The, a little space in between. You don't want that. You want them to be completely solid. phased into each other. You would have to take one object in yep. Forge mode, put a respawn timer on it at like 30 seconds. Say it doesn't spawn for the first 30 seconds of the next round. Then you would take the other one and say, this one won't spawn for another 45 seconds until the next round. So you would have to start like two rounds to get one object phased. And imagine doing that for every single object in a map. It was a big pain in the ass. So now them just saying, hey, here it is. There it is. You don't got to do that shit anymore. That's awesome. And they also, I watched the entire hour-long stream they did of this. They also are adding really cool things. So, like, the elephant that was exclusively on Sand Trap, if you Halo 3 fans are out there, you now can put that on any map, it seems. I'm not going to say, I don't know about any map, but, like, the big maps. Like, Avalanche, you can put it on Avalanche now. You can throw it there. You can put it there. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Dude. In campaign in Halo 3, there was an anti-air wraith that was only in the campaign, and you couldn't pilot it. That's now in uh, Forge, and you can put that wherever the fuck you want. Oh my god. As well as those warthogs that you... That didn't have a turret. That were just passenger ones. You can now put those in. Oh my god! Forge. So it's like all these really cool things. Dude, Vinny are just so exciting. Vinny, yeah. Longest maps. Uh huh. Are gonna be so sick. Sure. With all the different warthogs. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Michael. None of my longest maps have ever been designed for warthogs. Okay. Right. Only mongooses. What I have thought about. And I'm not, so, I'm not confirming four. to this. I'm, longest map four is a thing that that longest exists. Longest map five. I'm thinking. Okay, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no one listening to this podcast understands the lineage of the longest map games. They will. They sure as shit will come this week. Because God, am I excited to play it? But 
I'm thinking about maybe doing a longest map four and a half kind of thing. You know what I mean? Four make like a, make it four, four, four point five. You know four what I mean? Okay. So kind of like a halfway mark, not a full longest map. You know, not a full one because Halo Infinite's almost out. It would be silly of me to go full force on one when Halo Infinite's right around the corner. But what if I did a new map mm-hmm. that's like a little bit of a four point five? You know what I mean? It's still there. It's it's a little quicker. You know, it could be cool. You know what I mean? Okay. It's exciting. It's exciting. More to this, though. We're playing those, by the way. I, I, 100%. 100%. More to this. Halo 3 customization. Updated customization will be available for Halo 3, finally. This includes being able to select specific armor pieces separately as opposed to the full set system we've had before, as well as displaying your emblem on your shoulder and armor detail colors in the game. That was always a thing in OG Halo 3, but once they brought it over to the Master Chief Collection, they fucked that up, but now they fixed it. This thing is really cool, and I really hope this gets expanded to all the Halo games and Halo Master Chief Collection. Halo CE is getting customization for the first time ever, and it will have officially supported customization options including weapon skins, vehicle skins, and visors. A player's custom weapon skin and vehicle skin will be applied whenever they are in control of them. These skins will stay applied even after dropping the weapon or exiting the vehicle up until a new player gains control of them. You can also turn this feature off if you don't want to see this and don't want and you do want to to have that authentic feel of Halo 1. This update will also bring along Master Chief Collection Season 2 and the new challenge system. Season 2 contains over 100 new customization items, which can now be unlocked via campaign, firefight, and multiplayer gameplay and challenges. Based off community feedback, we are also making it so that players can choose the order in which they can unlock season items in any given tier. You will still need to unlock all items in your first tier before accessing the next one, but the order is now up to you. You can now set these challenges and track them in-game and see your progress towards them. Michael. Huh. So you, you can choose the items that you want to unlock first? Yeah, so that's oh what it sounds God. like. So, so if you so want a specific cosmetic item, you can be like, oh, I want to unlock that one first. Do the challenge for it, and then you get it? correct it seems that way Ooh, that sounds nice i like that a lot i like that a lot um so back to what we were talking about halo before mm-hmm. you know how how you mm-hmm. we were talking about how you know halo halo's i infinite. swear to god if you go on your stupid fucking tirade about how you think this game's gonna end you're wrong but i don't think halo's gonna end i just think master chief's gonna michael die. michael i think he dies in the campaign I'm gonna say I think he dies in the campaign because I you know new era new Master Chief I think I you know I think uh, I think Master Chief dies I think that's the way this is the way it's not happening I think it's gonna happen Vinny I've predicted a lot of so you just wanted to bring this back up I did to twist the knife in me even more I, I did I did so I'm I've predict I've predicted a lot of things this yep, year yep. that have come true. Yep. Yep. We I also pre- predicted WWE Crush Hour two, and that sure shit ain't happening. Mm, yeah. So I, I this is also not happening. Mm-hmm. This is also not happening. Mm-hmm. Master Chief well, is not dying. Okay. Hey, we'll see. Do we'll you have see. any other goddamn thoughts about this fucking update before I punch a uh, wall? <laughs> I am really excited. I'm so glad that we're able to. Do all these different customizations and stuff on onto the armors and all that stuff. I think that's awesome. I can't wait. Um, I do have to download Master Chief Collection on my PC. I think. You sure do. You sure um, do. Unless I already did. Um, but I'm excited. I can't wait for um, uh, two days. 
That's home. right. In two three days. Three days. Three days. Well, yeah, essentially two days. two days for us. Yeah, I can't wait because, dude, I can't wait. I really want to play those longest maps and all that stuff. Same, dude. The nostalgia playing those would be great. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Michael, we finally got through the news. Thank you. We did it. We finally got through the news. It was a great news week. We had a fantastic conversation about Ubisoft, Xbox, PlayStation. We had it all. And if you missed any of it, you can go to VIPGamingPodcast.com. Check it all out there. If you want to see the Ubisoft Forward uh, YouTube video of my live reacts to it, Michael was in chat hanging out with us. You can check it out now. Same place. Go to VIPGamingPodcast.com. Like, share, subscribe, say hello to everybody. Tell everyone about the VIP Gaming Podcast because why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Best podcast. Do it. Do it. Next up. Do it. Use your hate boy. (laughs) Next up. We got video games we've been playing. Michael, you and I have essentially played the exact same things. Yeah. Is there anything here listed that that we wrote down mm, that we haven't that you didn't play? Uh, Minus Rocket League, of course. I mean, did I play Destiny Two with you or no? No, no, no. You not, didn't. no. Okay. That's the only thing. So I, I'll start, I guess. I've been playing yeah. Destiny Two. Uh, my boy Travis turned down for what? Who asked questions every week? Got me sucked back in. And it's fun. I like it a lot. He's helping me out. He's helping me learn through things. Hoping to play with him soon. I've been having a great time, dude. It's it's so much fun. I'm now light level like 908 or something. Somewhere around there. And it feels so good to just be getting my light level up and up and up. And doing these strikes. Doing these. I haven't done a raid. Because you need six people. And I don't have that many people. I want to do it really bad. But I just don't have the people to do so. Uh... But yeah, I really want to do that. But I've been having a really, really good time playing Destiny 2. I've been streaming it as well, so twitch.tv slash DeVincer if you want to see that. But uh, let's get into it, Michael. We've been playing a lot yeah. of different games. Where do you want to start? Um, Let's start with PP. PP, baby. Pummel Party, okay? I'm selling every motherfucker on this goddamn video game. Buy it! God, my ears. My ears just yeah, died. That's fine. They well, need to buy it now. Everyone, don't... Remember how we said we're the best podcast around? I still think we are. <laughs> I still think we are. But don't get mad at me for Michael blowing out your speakers, okay? <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't tell him to do it. I didn't tell him to do it. But anyways, Pummel Party. So it's essentially this Mario Party kind of... I, I don't want to say clone because I don't think it's a clone. But it's Mario a Mario Party... Party esque, it's yeah. definitely Mario Party inspired yeah. with... A lot of party elements, but it's kind of a bit more mature than Mario Party, if that makes sense. So yeah, it's like the adult version. Like, yeah, yeah. We go. What, what do you think about the game overall? I think it's great. I think it's a great game. Um, I do get upset at this game. I mean, that's Pro- Mario Party. Probably. I don't even think I've ever gotten that upset at Mario Party. Honestly, like I get so upset at this game. That's interesting. I that's don't where get, everyone. I do not get upset at Mario Party ever. Hmm. Hmm. I, I definitely get, do. I, I get way do. more upset at this game than I, I have with any game, I think. Hmm. Hmm. That game makes me so mad. Yeah, so like I was saying, Pummel Party is this kind of game where it's Mario Party inspired for sure. You go around the map. There's a bunch of different maps. Uh, my my critique would be the mini games aren't as solid, I would say. But I think everything else about the game I like more than uh, Mario Party, personally. And... On top of all that, there it's only $15. We got it for 10 when it was on sale for the summer sale. But it's $15, a game that I feel like would run on almost any computer or even a laptop. 
uh, I, I really think it's worth getting, no matter what you own, really. Uh, it, you can play, not only is it it's four player, but you can do up to eight people, which I think is really awesome. Uh, because eight, I've never done it yet, but I did play one time, actually, I don't even think I told you this, Michael, James and them invited me to play a Pummel Party out of the blue, and I was like, that's random, I just got the game. Huh. <laughs> uh, they invited me out of the blue, and there was about, I think, six of us, and it was still really fun. I loved it a lot. It was still a really Dang. good time. I would love to play with those guys. Yeah, but uh, it was a really good time. I had a lot of fun. But yeah, I think it's really cool that you can play from anywhere between four to eight. You can also add all the bots in the world you want from easy, medium to hard. The mini games I still think are really fun. And on top of this, their recent update, which just came out in June, they said that they're adding Steam Workshop support, which essentially means that anybody will be able to mod the game and make their own mini maps, mini games, their maps, items. So, like, you can do all that in the game once that officially is released, and I think hmm. that's going to make this game even better. Like, I think the that's game's amazing. already phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's got, I think, about, I think when I was counting, I think it's about 50 mini games, which is very, very good. That is and amazing. it's also got, like, eight maps, which, let's just put that in comparison to Mario Party, Super Mario Party that's on Switch. That has three maps. So Yeah, I know. I wish that one had more maps on it. I do too. But I really do think I enjoy this more. Obviously, like the coins in this game are keys, the star in this game is a chalice. There's different things like that, but I think the items are more fun too, and I really like the potential that the game is going to get once uh, yeah. Steam Workshop comes out. Yeah. Great. I do game. agree. I do agree. Next up, we got Sports Scramble. Michael, you wanna take this one? Oh my gosh. If you have a VR headset, buy this one too. Yeah, I think this is a must-buy. This I, game... Sl- I slept on it because I didn't even know what the fuck it was until Michael told me about it. I didn't even know what it was. I just told... I said, hey, that one looks cool. Let's watch that one. We watched the trailer for that, and we were like, all right, let's buy it. Yeah. We literally bought it, and it was worth every penny. Um, so basically what it is, you have tennis, bowling, baseball. But the kicker is... That say if you're playing tennis, and there's little power-ups you can get, your racket can change, the ball can change, and it's wild. Like you can, and the your, environment can change. Yes, too, yes, bit. yes. Um, the so your racket can go from being a tennis racket to a fish. Yeah, that's uh, very funny. A baseball bat, a golf club. The ball can change from uh, a golf pool ball, noodle. A, yeah, pool noodle for the for the for your racket um oh a giraffe yep <laughs> oh is that yep. the pool that's the pool noodle right that's the pool noodle, okay yeah. okay oh, what was the other one that we got that was really funny um i can't remember not the fish um oh uh a table tennis racket oh so you yeah ha- so you have this tiny racket that you have to reach um the ball can change into a golf ball baseball football um wiffle ball a wiffle ball it can be a um What's that game called? Uh, fuck. Badminton, but the... Oh, oh the, the shuttlecock? Thing. Shuttlecock, yep. Yeah. can um, turn into that. Oh, it's really fun, it, You dude. can get a fish. Like, you get the fish. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It's a really cool game, and like Joe just said in chat, yeah, like, it, it, it does give off a Wii Sports vibe, but oh, I think it's a little bit more... I mean, Wii Sports is also pretty arcadey, but I think this one does it so unabashedly, and there's like, hey, we're going to be completely silly, and we're going to let you... 
Play yeah. with a pool noodle against a against a you know field hockey stick and you know yeah. stuff so, like that, which is it, really cool. It's, that's just tennis. So think right. about um, bowling. Bowling, your you, the lanes change. The balls are always different. You can have regular bowling balls, but you get a football. You get a pineapple. You get one of those. Um, uh, what is it called? The the ice thing. Yeah, the, the icing thing. I don't know what you call it. I don't that. know what it is. Um. And then, oh, and then the board itself will change up too. Oh yeah, so the like, lane changes constantly. Um, yeah. So you could have a you could ha- it turns into like basically a mini golf course almost. Like you get a loop. Um, there's one where a lane split and you have to be able to get it down on the sides of the lane and they yep. kind of like cross each other, and you have to be able to hit that. That one's real hard. We'd never get that one. No, no, but oh, it's really cool. A rolling pin. Oh my god! You get a rolling pin. That's fun as, too. As, yeah. as a ball. Oh my god! It's hilarious. Ba- uh, what's the? Uh, you know the kids' toy, the like rubber kids' toy that oh. can sometimes expand into a big ball. You can get yep. that thing. That one. Throw that. Um, for the baseball players or people who have seen these balls, they got like little nubs on the ball. So when mm-hmm. you throw them, they go in different directions. It's for uh, when you're practicing your fielding. Um, you, that that's one of them as well, dude. Oh, this game is insane. Baseball. Baseball, we kind of haven't figured out how to get the power-ups in baseball. Yeah. At least I haven't. At least we haven't. Um, like, we'll see the power-ups. We just don't know how to use them. Like, we'll hit the power-ups, and we're like, yeah. all right, cool. Nothing really happens. So, um, but baseball is real cool. You hit the ball. Um, every hit you get, uh, the bat levels up. And you get like yeah. into a golden bat, unless you um, get out. If you get unless out, you get out, then you start over. Demoted. Yeah, and then you start over. But the game's really cool because, like, yeah, you can play it like that, but you can also turn all that shit off too. So yeah, and if play you normal do, too. If you want to do like a straight up one v one, and also this game has online multiplayer, so Michael and I played yeah. against each other a lot of this time, and it was really fun. The single player, it's there too. But uh, yeah, you can do it. You can turn all that shit off too if you want to like strict good. Bowling match or tennis match, you can do that, and it's really neat. I kind of want to try a strict bowling match just to see how that how that goes. And, and the physics of the game, I think, are really good. They're very like, accurate. I think, they I think do yeah. very well. Yeah, I think they're pretty accurate um, <clears throat> physics wise. Another um, game, Michael. I'm oh, sorry. Did you have more no, to say? No, no. I was no. gonna say another game that I think that has great physics that are better because it's dedicated to this is Eleven Table Tennis. Oh my god! And so I've fun. played this game a shit ton. And I've talked to you guys all about it, so we need your reactions to this one. This game is fantastic. It's very simple, uh, very very easy pace. Like like if you play a hectic game, say say you're in like you're playing Half Life Alex, right? And you like gotta wind down. You gotta like relax a little bit. Go play eleven table tennis. Jesus, yeah. that'll that will get you to like calm down, be at an easy pace dude so quick but that game is so much fun when you're playing with people mm-hmm. um me and Vinny played i don't even know for hours yeah in that game and it was so much fun um dude i can't wait to play it again honestly i can't wait either dude it's such a good game i love it so much uh but yeah that's what we've been playing this week ladies and gentlemen also do you want to bring up Rocket League? Uh, I yeah, I'll bring up Rocket League. So okay. Vinny was in a little streaming yesterday. We str- he streamed Pummel Party. So if you want to see that, go check his go check tr- check his stream out. But after we finished Pummel Party, I challenged Vinny to a Rocket League like little tournament. We just did a quick you know best of five match, um, 
And the only way I was going to get him to say yes if it if it was a win-win scenario for him, no matter what. <laughs> so I, I bet him, I was like, hey, if I win, I'll, like, if, if you beat me, I'll buy you a game. Um, and you could choose. And I was like, but if I beat you, I choose the game that I buy for you. And he was like, interesting. Either way, it's a win-win for him because I'm not going to buy him a shit game. So, like, it's a win-win. So, we played, uh, I think we tied it up. We tied it up 2-2 uh, for we game. We did. And he ended up winning. So, he hasn't told... a single point. Yeah. He, so, he hasn't told me what uh, what game he's wanted yet. But, that's what we did. We played some Rocket League. I thought it was real fun. I'm trying to talk Vinny into maybe doing that um, maybe twice a month. Um, I know Vinny. He's trying. That's I know Vinny doesn't even want to do it once a month. So sure, sure. You know, I I just gotta make it worth his while if that's the case. I guess you know. <laughs> Free game once a month. No, oh my god, I can't do that. <laughs> but like, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, but I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be something fun to do to you know switch it up, uh, even for your stream too. Switch it up, sure, give him sure. something else to watch as well. I mean, not sure. that. You know. Are you trying to say don't no. stream different things? Is that what you're uh, No, you stream playing? a bunch of different things, but I think it'd be so it's what, just as fun. Are you making fun of my stream, Michael? No. At least I have a camera. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Got <coughs> him, dude. Got him. We got him. But no, it was a good time. Michael uh, did very good in that tournament. It was very close, up to the wire on like every single match. So I, it was definitely I, I, fun. Vinny did a great job. I made a lot of mistakes, so he got the yeah. W. He got the W. Um, I would like to blame it on my kid waking up and like okay. me checking on him, All but right. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Vinny got the better, you know. He played better, made less mistakes. Now he's so. trying to taint my victory. You know. You know. I mean, if that gets you to play again. God damn it! You know. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I think you're, I think your fans want to see it. Yeah, well, they did see it. You know, they, they saw see it. it again. Well, they saw the real winner. You know, they can watch it live again. I mean, they could. They could also watch the VOD at Twitch.tv. No, they want to watch it live. Well, you know, that's, they should have been there. You know? you know, well, that's not fair. <laughs> that's that's not fair. That's not you know fair. what is fair though? What? We got Travis asking us questions, and we got Joe. And he's coming in hot and spicy. I know he's not. He's so mad at me. He's so. He's heated. coming in hot and spicy, so and I'm very excited. To I read think this. that I misspoke and put it in a well, way. Well, well, hold on. Wait, let me. Let's read the question. All right. All right. The Joel Colesaw Chronicle, episode number probably thirty-seven. I I don't think we deemed it the Colesaw Chronicle to like an episode or two in. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember, but. Here it is. Quote, if you're a car guy, your top choice of a dream car could be pretty expensive. Mustang, Corvette, Camaro, Charger, Cadillac, Lamborghini, Rolls Royce. Someone would have to be smart with their money and have some expendable income to work with. Maybe, said car guy, would work their way up to some of the models mentioned, not jumping up to the top, but maybe working on Pinto, Civic, Sonics, Focus, or Darts. Same could be said for being a musician. Most folks don't start off with $1,000 instruments. Uh, oh, I lost my place. Martins, guitars, Fender P-Basses, 25-piece drum kits, tens of thousands of dollars in sound equipment, amps, cabinets, compressors, Prietas, 
Uh, what does that say? Petals, sorry. I get a weird line in my monitor that blurred out the L, so I was like, Petus? I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Petals, tons of accessories. For someone to say, quote, if you can't afford a base cost of a hobby, they may need to, Spongebob meme, rethink their hobby, is a bit of a stretch to say the least. There are always options that may not be the newest thing or the best thing right away, but the hobby is possible. The same can be said with gaming. With multiple sales, game pass, free games at certain services, bargain bins at retail stores there are always options which leads me to my question are there any stories about games that were bought on a sale gifted game passed or not bought at lunch that really meant a lot to you michael how would you like to respond to this (laughs) uh i'm sorry joe if i made you angry (laughs) i won't do it again um you know a game that i'm that was bought for me, uh, or I got a game pass, etc. Just so you're aware, in Twitch chat, Joe said, apology accepted. Oh. There it is. Um, so, a game that probably means a lot to me, that I absolutely love, and would play probably every day, um, that I did not buy myself. Mm-hmm. Would have to be Burnout 3 Takedown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it at your house when you got your retro room yeah. set up. You watched me play a little bit of it. And I think for being a PS2 game, great graphics. Yeah. I got that game for my birthday from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And I played that game non-stop for years. <laughs> nice. And if I had it, um, in my prese- possession, and I can play it whenever. Oh God, I'd be playing that game every single day, every yeah. single day. I would one hundred percent of that game by now. Right, easy, easy. So, I would have to say that's the game that means a lot to me. That I, like I did that. not spend a dime for. I like that. I've got two, and I've got two because one seems like it's always the cop out answer of Halo Three. You know, like, it, I know it is, but it, it's true. Like, 360 was bought for me along, I, I want to say my 360, someone, I probably my parents, it might have been my grandparents, I'm not sure. My my brain sucks. But, uh, yeah, Halo 3, I think is probably it for me because I got my 360 with that game and played that game, like you said, for years. And I mean years, and like I've always said, I made all of most of my real life friends with it right like i got you well, uh, well we didn't play a whole lot i i, I mean i was friends with you before I, too, but yeah i jumped in a little like bit. i jumped in at the end yeah which but sucked. i made my some of my other best friends jason which obviously you guys know him from the podcast before mitchell uh you know and a bunch of other people that i talked to i don't talk to anyone else minus those two super regularly but uh yeah I, it's such an awesome game to me, and I think that one definitely means a lot to me. Another one that means a metric shit ton to me, because especially retroactively hearing the story, is getting Rock Band gifted to me. And this was during yeah. Christmas, and it was, you know, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but it was during Christmas, and I was young, so let's just leave it at that. And I woke up Christmas morning, and I go to get this present, and I'm like, this thing's fucking massive. What the hell is this? And 
I open it up and it's the you remember I don't know if you remember but the it was the OG rock band by the way so this is the first time this ever came out minus guitar hero like the guitar hero existed which was just the guitar but this was rock band this is where everything was there drums guitar mic everything right and it's this big ass box with everything inside of it and I unwrap it and I unwrap it I'm so fucking hyped right and obviously, I don't know if you guys listening know it, but I'm a huge fan of Guitar Hero and Rock Band still to this day, and still play it. Uh, I mean, we played it, what, two weeks ago, and I play Clone <laughs> yeah, Hero. Yeah. I play Clone Hero all the time. Uh, but retroactively, I think on the story even more, because I knew I loved it then, but hearing the story now of my parents keeping it a secret for me, obvious reasons, and they... My mom and my grandfather, who unfortunately recently passed away, but my mom and my grandfather, because it was Christmas season, right? Everyone's out there. This is the new big thing. Uh, you know, everyone's out there buying it. So it's all sold out everywhere, right? Apparently, they drove down to New York <laughs> to go pick this fucking game up for me. And hearing oh that God. retroactively, I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, and that's, that's a long awesome. drive. And that is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. I love my parents so much and my grandfather and all of them for doing that because that is something that, like, I wouldn't have thought about being even a possibility at the time. And then when I heard right. that that happened, I was like, this is awesome. So, like, that's Halo 3 and probably Rock Band 1 are probably the two for me that really Stand were special gifts to me. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I love it so much. That's so, sick. Joe, thank you for roasting Michael, number one, because <laughs> I agree with you. And number two, great question. Great question. Fantastic. Next up, we got a question from Trav. Turn down for what? What video games were designed for kids, but adults loved them? Lego games. <laughs> you like how I asked that like a family feud question? I did. I like that a lot. But, what uh, video games were designed for kids, but adults loved them? Uh, Legos, 100%. Lego games. Yeah. All of them designed for kids, but have like... Some great humor in it. Some adult humor is sneaked in there a little bit, too. Michael, are you ready for all of our listeners to absolutely hate me? Sure. At least Nintendo fans. And I'm just going to throw it out here. Pokemon. Okay? Yep. Pokemon started off as this kid's game that people loved. People have turned into adults. And then people are pissed that it doesn't do what they want, even though people don't. Like, they understand that they got into it when they were a kid. Yep. So they enjoyed it because uh, it was a kid game, right? Yep. Now those same people are now our age or a little bit older playing these Pokemon games, and they're like, what the hell, man? It's not as in-depth. I got to buy two separate copies of a game that's the exact same thing with a little bit of different people. What uh, the hell? No, except for don't. nobody complains about that, and right. except for me, because I'm like, that's stupid. Oh, my that's God. stupid. I laugh at the people who buy that game twice. Um, like, you're but, an idiot. <laughs> Like it's a waste of money. This is just me shitting on Pokemon, essentially. Not that I don't have anything against Pokemon. It's just fun to do. Oh, but I'm you like, know what? it doesn't make sense to me how you it, Pokemon's like, hey, here you go, sixty bucks for two games, and they come out at the exact same time, and they're essentially the same but two different things. And now all like I'm sure kids still love them. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm sure they do. But I feel like at this point, this kids game is now turned into an adults game, where adults games are still playing the kids game. Like, they still create it as a kid's game, but yeah. the adults are still playing it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yep. So I think I think that's Dude. where I get that Dude. from. Think about it, though. What if you were the owner, like, the president of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Pokemon and, president. And 
Pokemon Snap. Every you. every single I know every single year, you put out the same game mm-hmm. twice. I don't think they do it every year, do they? I think it's almost every year. Damn. Maybe every other year. I'm not knowledgeable enough on Nintendo every, it's, it's and Pokemon at least specifically. At the most, every other year. At sure. The, at the very least, every year, honestly. But think about it. <laughs> Say you're the president, right? You put these two games out the same exact time at mm-hmm. the same price. Mm-hmm. And you get to sit there and laugh at all of the money you're making because people are buying the same game mm-hmm. twice <laughs> yeah. at the same amount of money that mm-hmm. you probably made that probably probably you know cost twenty dollars to make this game sure and you're making (laughs) a forty dollar profit each i'm getting reports now that according to wikipedia it's about every three years so Uh, still though even still like and and i know last year not pokemon what was the newest pokemon sword and shield right shield yeah before that and i know these aren't i know these are it was x and y but in between that they did the let's go series yeah let's, let's go, go pikachu let's go eevee. eevee so it's like which was the, the same fuck? exact game right it's it was the like, same exact game know, dude the, the the only difference between those two games is the amount of the the percentage of eevee and uh pikachu popping up if you got let's go pikachu eevee popped up one percent of the time yeah and then it was vice versa so if you got the eevee one pikachu popped up one percent of the time that's so dumb dude, dude i don't but like it's the I same swear exact game it, if any other developer ever did that now, oh my god, they would be Nintendo's rained upon. Like EA rained it. upon. Yeah, I think it's so. I honestly like. I love Nintendo for their exclusive. They do a great job, for the most part, Fantastic. for me. But I I hate how much fans give them a pass just because they're Nintendo. Like yeah. I, everyone says that too. They're just like, well, that's Nintendo, and I'm like, well, why are we not holding them to the same standards as Xbox and PlayStation? Uh, because they're like, not- I get, I get, they're not directly competing, and they are a very different, you know, system. They are, and they, they're, and they, hand, they're a handheld based system, right? Um, but their their graphics aren't as good, you know. I think that's why we don't hold them. to And the their internet, because, dude, and their th- fucking internet service is abysmal like it's not good it, like you can't even do it i don't know during this quarantine thing they are doing i th- actually think it got canceled the entire event but they were gonna do the evo tournament which is like a fighting game tournament yeah, yeah. and smash obviously is the biggest one yeah but they were like yeah we can't do smash because their internet per- like it sucks it sucks their Dude. online services i know i know but i think it's because that that's not really what they're known for is why they get a pass. They're not known for their online. They're not known for, you know, um, having great graphics. You know? I feel like they've always... They've been, like, a few years behind. But... I mean, even this year... Like, think about it. So, we had Animal Crossing, which yep. was really good, right? Yep. I, and I think... But I don't think that game's for everybody. Nope. Uh, and we're getting Louis. Uh, not sorry, not Luigi's Mansion. Paper Mario: The Origami King next week. Which yep. spoiler for that? What else have we gotten from Nintendo even just this year? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You get yeah. two games, and something that I've learned is that like you're not Pokemon gonna snap this year. Though. You're not. No, I don't think that's this year. They didn't say a date on that. Oh, it might so next year. It's just so weird that they're like. Okay, let's let's do this thing where we're just like, all right, we're gonna have two games and that's it. Like, I feel like if anyone else did that, like I know Xbox did that and then got shat on, 
yeah. then this year they put out a shit ton of games, and I think most of them were good. The only one that I don't think was good was Bleeding Edge. That didn't do well. No. But I think all the other ones, Ori and the Will of the Wisps was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the other games right now, but obviously Halo Infinite's going to come out this year. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bunch of other games. My point is, I just hate how Nintendo it seems to get a pass a lot of the time. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's how the cookie crumbles. It is. It is. Turn down for what asks another question, Michael. Another one. Another one. And he asks, piggybacking off of last episode, giving the obvious additional cost of video games, size, scope, inflation, etc., nobody wants to pay more for anything, and yet almost everything is increased in price one way or another, but the cost of new games. That being said, what do you think is a fair new baseline price for AAA games down to indie games? So here's the thing. In my opinion, yeah. I, I think AAA games, $70 is fair. That is fair. I, do, I, do I like paying for it? No. I don't. No, nobody is. Nobody's no. going to be happy but, paying but I $70. Think it's t- but I mean, nobody nobody likes paying $15 for a movie ticket when it used to be 10 Right. But you're going to do it because that's how the world works. With that said, I don't think there can be a baseline. that go- And if you're saying, Trav, and you're in chat, so clarify me if I'm wrong, I don't think it's possible to have a baseline for AAA and indie all in one section. I don't think that's possible. What I do think is possible is AAA titles to be, okay, baseline 70, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking that will be different about this generation of games is that I think prices for games will be a lot more varied. I yeah. think they'll be a lot more varied than they have been in the past, right? Yeah. Like, we've been accustomed to $40 games like Spongebob, right? Games like... Yeah. Actually, that was 30 I think. But, you know, ga- games like Spongebob and, you know, the the remasters will get $40 price tags, right? Because they're not 30, full games, I, I but think, they're not new yeah, games. Yeah, I think remasters w- would range in between the $30, $40 range. Mm-hmm. That's a fair price for remasters like that, I think. Absolutely. Right. So, my... My my thought process is, I think, and he's saying he's not saying one price for all. So, yeah, what I think is would be a standard AAA title would be 70 bucks, And then, say, an indie game, I would say somewhere between 20 to 30 And then, like, we've been doing remasters 40 to 50 depending on how much content they add to the game. Right. It's, it's tough like to a, do. Like, if it's a big remaster game, like... Um, like if they did a remastered Halo, like game. as long as it's not cra- as long as it's not just graphically, right? Like SpongeBob, right. I think was totally fair at a thirty dollars price tag. They didn't really change much. They they just did the graphics. Of, yeah. They added the multiplayer mode, but I heard it was really shit. So like, yeah, which which I'm glad they didn't charge more yeah. for just an online that wasn't bad. That was terrible. Which I kind of feel like they kind of knew that going in, mm-hmm. um, but because I feel like their main focus was like, hey. You get to play the game again, right? Their graphics, right? Graphics are great. You know, it was a great game. Uh, like you said, online wasn't great. Um, I think it also really matters too if we're talking about saying games that have microtransactions in them, right? Yeah. Like if we're talking about that, for example, if you're paying for a full price game at seventy dollars with microtransactions, I do think that's kind of. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. A sticky situation, I'll say. Because I, a lot of the big reason that people keep saying, hey, prices need to be cost more. Like, I think of Last of Us Part Two, that's a game that should be $70. If it came out next gen, that's a game that should be $70. You know right? what? I'm kind of worried. But a game 
that's sorry. A no, game no, that's sorry. like Battlefront Two, if that say that completely relaunched next gen and it didn't exist prior, they got microtransactions that you could pay for, mm-hmm. season passes, DLC. Yep. Like that's the stuff that you know I feel like doesn't warrant an extra ten dollars for the base price. If they're gonna do all that stuff, it's tough. It's tough, but I don't think a lot of games. Are gonna be like <laughs> one seven bless Sorry. you one seventy bucks one sixty bucks for AAA titles. I think it's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Um, I was gonna actually get off a little a little off topic. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I was just thinking I was like, dang, you know, next gen's coming, and I was thinking of all the games that came out this year that are multiplayer game multiplayer based games. Uh, you know that might not, you know, maybe they're doing too well or maybe they have problems. That mm-hmm. might not come to next gen. I'm kind of worried that Rocket League won't come to next gen. You've got zero to worry about that. Because I know, I know they have a, like a huge th- yeah, their yeah, their there's... championship, their their whole series, their sport. Right, that's huge. Like people play that nonstop. I will bet my bottom dollar on almost <laughs> all popular live service games like Overwatch, Rocket League. Fortnite, obviously Fortnite's huge. Well, but obviously, I, I'm talking about Overwatch over- is going because yeah, but why? Money. I mean, okay, sure, but I guarantee you, Overwatch is still Overwatch One is still going to be on next gen, and it, these games, although they're old, are still very popular. I mean, if a game like Dead by Daylight is still going to be on Series X, which is popular, don't get me wrong, but it's not Rocket League popular, and it's not Overwatch popular, right. you know? You're right, but I was I don't like, think there's anything to worry that, about. That on make, front. Uh, the only thing I was really worried about is that they don't bring it because they're having such an issue with servers and all those other issues like ping and... Okay, See, you only so you, you notice all that stuff because you're so entrenched in the ecosystem, right? And that's fine because that's how everyone is when they get entrenched. One, Trav will be knowing that about Destiny Two, Joe will know that about COD. I'll know that about DBD and Sea of Thieves. You know, everyone's got that, and everyone has those kinds of issues. And DBD, sure as shit, has those issues as it's well. Like, so like, but they've had those issues, and they yeah. like all those. The only the difference between yeah. Rocket League and all those other games is that they've put in the effort to make sure those fixes get fixed. Rocket DBD League. has two. Rocket DBD has put not. in. Okay, okay, sure. I I don't think that that means they're not going to though. You know, it's been a while. Sure. I okay, but that I, at the end of the day, Rocket League is still being picked up by people. You are still going out there and buying microtransactions. Yeah. And they're right. not they're not going to lose money on that from <laughs> no, next gen. That's no. not happening. So. Did we even answer this question? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. But yeah. I thought that you got nothing to worry about. There's definitely nothing. To it was worry just about. something I thought about. I was like, dang, you know, if I had to see, if I had to take a guess on a game that wasn't coming to next gen, that would honestly be a game that I would see that didn't come to next gen. It was only on PC. No, you're wrong. I, there's no way. This is. I will bet a hundred dollars right now that Rocket League comes to next gen, which means you're gonna have to wait ten years until next gen's over. But, <laughs> but. I guarantee it'll come. Yeah. That has been the questions of this wonderful podcast. Now we go to new game DLC announcements. UFC 4 has been announced for August 14th, 2020. Ooh. You watched this. You I did watch the trailer. I, I will talk about it Because I did bit. not watch it. I know, and we didn't put it in the news, which, I mean, it's not really big news. It was just the trailer, like, hey, it's coming out. And 
like any other sports game, it's really just an updated version of the roster and better mm-hmm. graphics and stuff. But they did add something that I thought was interesting. They added like a, a backyard style, you know, um, like ring. Like mm-hmm. it's it, like it's those real high dog fences that you're you're just in and it's shaped like an octagon and you're fighting on the dirt. And I think that is sick. I think that's a dope fighting mode or like a right. map if that's a map or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's sick. Um, I can't wait. I honestly, I might get it just to see what this, you know, what it looks like and what nice. kind of what that game mode's about. Um, I haven't played a UFC game in a long time. But I did have one before, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And was Ronda Rousey in it? She wasn't. I actually got it like a, maybe a year or two before they put the women in. Gotcha. So I haven't actually been able to play as any of the women in the roster. And honestly, I agree with Dana White when he says that the women put on better fights than the men do. I kind of agree with that. Like, they put on better fights. Yeah. Like, they go to war. And it's crazy. Like, I could bring up two fights, and you'd yeah. probably be more entertained with the women's fight than you would be the men's. Sure. It's kind of nuts. Well, okay. there it is. Go ahead. It's a real King dope... Of- yeah, sorry. It's a real dope uh, uh, trailer. Go watch it. There you go. Kingdom of... Of Amalur, Re-Reckoning is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One on September 8th, 2020. So if you are a Kingdom of Amalur fan, get ready for that. Some cheap free games coming out this week. Switch, Online, NES, and SNES. You're getting some more games. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, big one. That's a great game. That's a huge one. DK Country is a real good game. It's about fucking time they do something with this service because God knows they don't do anything with it. But Nensum Championship Wrestling... And The Immortals, so you can get all those games on the NES, SNES online service Hmm. on Switch. And lastly, big games updates coming out this week. On July 14th, Death Stranding finally comes to PC. July 14th, Neon Abyss comes to PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. On July 14th, Rocket Arena comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox. On July 14th, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town (laughs) comes to PC and Switch. That's the name. On July 17th, Drake Hollow comes to PC and Xbox. The two big ones for this week... I mean, hold on, sorry, there's three big ones. On July 17th, Ghost of Tsushima comes to PS4. On July 17th, Paper Mario the Origami King comes to Switch. And on July 17th, Halo the Master Chief Collection gets Halo 3 on PC. Oh, that's a good question. Are you going to be playing Halo 3? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's Don't ask me. It's a tough choice, man. It's that really tough, hard. dude, because Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima... I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> say it. Come on. No, you can do it. Uh, no, no that's do it. Gonna be you got to try. Game. Oh, my God. Susima? I don't know. Anyway. You're close. You're anyway, close. anyway. That game is going to be... Uh, that game, I think, is going to be pretty big. Like, with the... How in-depth they went with the detail and how yeah. how crazy it's going to look. Um, kind of exciting. Uh, I'm very pumped for it. But also, what's also really exciting is thinking about Halo 3 and going yeah. back in time a little bit. Going back mm-hmm. to the good old days. Yeah. I'm really excited, actually. They are real good days, dude. They are real good They're days. They are the best days. I can't wait, dude. Um, but there it is, ladies and gentlemen. This was your oh, about oh. two-hour... I don't know how long it's been. Oh, yeah. About two-hour podcast, yeah, I would say, at the very least. It's been uh, 
two hour and two hours and fifteen minutes, uh, seventeen minutes. There it is. There or it is. Not minutes. our longest. Not our longest. We've gone. I believe the longest was two hours and thirty three. I want to say, and I think that was the game awards from yeah last year. Yeah, and we talked about all the games and stuff. Yeah. I think that was the entire podcast. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It definitely was. But. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to this fantastic podcast. I had a great time going from Ubisoft forward to talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Or sorry, um, Valhalla, Watch Dogs. Talking about Xbox, PlayStation. It was a good show. It was a really good show this week. And again, you can check it out always at VIPGamingPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube on there. If you missed the Ubisoft forward live stream, you can check it out right up there. We also have started streaming the podcasts each and every week, even though Michael's camera decided to die today uh, at twitch.tv slash devincer. So we've been doing that as well. But until next time, we will see you next week.